Yeah, so you, you see the space battles, and you just see like the space orbs, and it's blinking in the background. But all, all the robots are doing is sitting there while the guys inside the suits are talking, and they're not even fighting each other. Yeah, and you know something cool is going on in the background, but no, we don't get to see that. We have to watch this lame discussion. No, because there's all these explosions, but nobody's doing them. They're all just happening in the background. It's cheaper to animate. Yeah. So, stop fighting! As they're, you know, they get the nice stills of the of the mechs. Yeah, it's really, it's a lot cheaper, I'm sure, to just, like, take that photocopied head and just go from close to open, close to open for, like, ten minutes instead well, of... It's only, like, two frames. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could do that for, like, ten minutes, and that's, like, half the show. You get an intern to animate that in a weekend. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like the uh, Dragon Ball Z, where they spend, like, ten, ten minutes just, like, crouched in, like, the, like, you know, constipated position, oh, yeah, like, the, the powering up, powering up, and ah! it's basically, it's basically two frames again, and it's, like, lightning this position and lightning that position, and they're like, yeah. Well, to be fair, the, the, the character frames were just that, but then, I don't know, some, the, I guess that's what the animation studio like to do. They, they just went to town on all the fire effects, and they do this crazy stuff with it, but, yeah. Um, but before we, before we get off Gundam Wing, my favorite thing in the world was, with Gundam Wing, they had, there's a guy who literally had, like, a Grim Reaper mech, and they're going to war, and he's going around slicing people apart, and the only thing he screams for about that entire episode is, STOP FIGHTING! As he is literally the Grim Reaper in in a Gundanium Gundam. Because that's what they, they made it of, if I'm, if I'm right. They made it out of Gundanium? Yeah, that's why, I think that's why they call them Gundams. Someone should fact check me on that, That's though. horrible. It's a horrible... It, it's better than Unobtainium. <clears throat> a lot from, of things are better than Unobtainium. From, uh... From old Avatar. Uh, Avatar. I see you. You've seen the movie, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, like, I saw it once. I haven't seen it. That's like the only. That. Okay, there's a couple things that are quotable about it because you know, unobtainium. Uh-huh. And then there's they have like the the Navi have this like ritual where they go, "I see you," before they like stab the yeah. the alien space cow thing. So just fact checking, Gundanium alloy is totally a thing. <laughs> Gundanium alloy. Oh nice. yeah. Oh man. I rolled a seventeen on that nerd check. <clears throat> That's incredible. <laughs> uh, so this is still in beta. <laughs> That's my version of a late title card. <laughs> so are they just going to come in halfway through this conversation now? Probably. Yeah, probably. That's awesome. I'll, I'll figure out where to edit it and this just will, kind of drop it like in. Two, uh, 40 minutes into the episode. <laughs> I'll be listening to it and like, wait, I didn't say it that way. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I'll just splice all of the different, like, memes and stuff and make you say all kinds of things oh sweet as long as you put like sound effects and like random horns in the background yeah that'd be great yeah you listen to the show it's a lot like howard stern it's true uh just like fart noises like every five seconds really you know you when you start that's howard stern talking (laughs) oh (laughs) oh now that show makes a lot more sense yeah Uh, i was just gonna say like you could translate it to different languages you know have like have run it through like your computer translator and then one of the languages just fart sounds. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Google has a has a system for that. <laughs> yeah, it's under the language flatulence. <laughs> oh yes, I speak at the flatulence. <laughs> yeah, well, 
All right, we've already like hit our racism quote quotient for it. What? <laughs> That's why somehow I've attributed Italians to to speaking flatulence. I don't even know what that means. I, I'm not even sure that was my Italian accent. I don't know where I was going with that. You did the Italian accent hand. Though. I did the hand. Well, they didn't see that. <laughs> well, you did kind of the uh, cadence my... of Italian accents. As yeah. Well. well, maybe that's just what I think accents sound like. <laughs> Everyone who's foreign sounds <laughs> like it is. <laughs> I, I am from another country. <laughs> yeah. And he's like Chinese. Uh-huh. I like your pizza. That's, that's, how I, that's how I do my Jackie Chan impression. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Rush hour. Yep. <laughs> Acting. This is about movie Acting, yeah. yeah. You remember it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is <clears throat> this is a show, uh, and it's uh, it's me. I'm Jesse. I'm William. And today we have a special guest. We have Phil Johnson. Hello. I don't know why I waved again. <laughs> He's still not used to just being I just cold. don't know what to do with my hands. That's fine. That's fine. It'll... It'll pass. It'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit out the hand gestures later. Yeah. Uh, or I'll just add in, like, whooshing noises for whatever you're doing. Like Johnny Bravo. Just that, get like, that makes me... Ha! <laughs> you know. That would be way more awesome than the viewer's would ever think is possible. I, I couldn't, that's too much for me, too much. <laughs> you do me too much of an honor. Uh, yeah, Phil, Phil's from uh, Playful Games. He makes uh, games. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I work at uh, Playful Corp. Uh, we're, we do, basically we have two games in production. One of them is Lucky's Tale, which is a VR title. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Because I'm working now, uh, it's, it's just gonna be good because we're doing all the cool stuff with it. And then we also have Creativeverse, which is a sandbox builder adventure game. Uh, it's on Steam right now, actually, early access. But it's gonna be free to play. Even mm-hmm. once we take it out of early access. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Phil's Phil's a friend of mine, or a friend of ours, really, and works in games as well. So I figured it'd be a good. Be a good guest. Happy to be here. Um, yeah. So we usually um, spend some time talking about games that we've played lately, but I never play any video games ever, um, so I always have to abstain from this or just make something up. Mm. Well, you either aren't playing any new games or you just keep playing Elder Scrolls Online like you were a few minutes ago. I, I did see <clears throat> your Thunder Skank character a second ago. It's true. So... Uh, We'll just go ahead and skip me uh, for this week, and we'll ask Phil what games he has played lately. Ah, see, so yeah, I managed to play some games this week. Yes. Because I had a little bit of notice. Uh, so I've been playing a little bit of uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, mm. and that's an interesting game. Uh, it's, uh, it's the first Monster Hunter I've ever played, and I'm not very far in it yet. But it was it was pretty cool because the first thing you do is you uh, go up against a uh, special sand dragon, and it like it's basically like one of the sandworms from Beetlejuice, except more dragon-like, and is just going all around your sand barge, and you have to like shoot harpoons at it and do some other cool stuff like that. 
that's about as far as I got, aside from, like, a guy asked me for steak. Oh. And that was my first mission. I had to go get a rare steak. But rare, like, uncooked or rare, like, hard to find? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with uncooked because mm. I kind of got it immediately. So it's probably not that hard to find. Yeah. And so I don't really have a lot to say about that game, but uh, I also started playing uh, Evolve. Oh, right. Yeah, I picked the, that up on the PS4. The shooter from the yeah, it's, uh, guys who made uh, Left 4 Dead. Turtle Rock. Yeah. did they? I think they did make... They, they worked with Valve for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, which I actually really enjoy. I've only played a little bit. It's it's kind of fun. The uh, the two teams... Uh, do you guys talk about the games or... We, we've we talked about it before, but yes, go ahead. And, I thought you okay. said you listened okay. to this film. I do, but... <laughs> I do listen. I've only listened. I've only been. I'm not a regular listener because I've only listened like three of them. Because I'm. I got caught up and then I'm now I'm in the cadence with what you guys are doing. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, evolve is basically you. You know, you're four people. You have like a support, a medic, an assault, and a trapper, and then one other player. So it's five people, or I guess a mixture of bots you could have, and one player of the fifth player, the fifth character is the monster. And it's basically this really big game of hide-and-seek, except with guns. Mm. And so the monster starts, and then they start gobbling up anything that moves, and they use that to power up, and then they go run off into the forest and hide, which is, you know, fun, I guess. But then uh, the, the human characters spawn in. They get, like, the monster gets, like, a 20-second head start, and then... They, they start hunting for the monster. But what I think one of the neatest things about it is because it's built in CryEngine 3, which is really good at doing expansive, detailed outdoor environments. So, you know, you have this huge forest that you can run around in. And if it was just hiding, if it's just this monster, the monsters were pretty easy to spot because he's like 20 feet tall or something like that. But, you know, it's so dense, it's pretty easy to hide. So what they do is they have this horrible little like lizard dog oh yeah i think it's called betty or something i think it depends on which hunt uh, hunter or you've got like a one of your guys is controls that it's it's one of the pets and this little this little lizard dog like sniffs out the monster and so like for the first seven eight minutes of the game you just kind of chase down this little lizard dog until it finds the monster and then you start shooting at it and uh, the, I mean, that's the core loop of the game. Is like you, humans want to kill the monster. Monster wants to eat enough to uh, level up. And there's like three levels. You start level one. You level at level one. You're at the disadvantage. Level two. You're at parity. And level three, you can the like the monster for some reason gets possessed and wants to eat the reactor of the base because that's what happens in their lifespan, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so whenever you level up, you get horrible back knee for about. 30 seconds. Yeah, I saw that. It looks like gremlins in there. Yeah. Like when you throw water on a gremlin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so it's really aggressive back knee or gremlin spawning, but then you get bigger and you get to choose different abilities and and then, you know, like you fire breath and you can throw rocks better. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like puberty. I remember being able to throw rocks better. Yeah, and that fire breath. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I've been playing lately. Aside from 
couple not new games, like a Binding of Isaac, uh, the the new release and all that. Hmm. And that's fun because some of the challenges are pretty cool, and some of the powers like, hey, I picked up this butt penny. That's actually what it's called, and every time you pick up a coin, you fart. I'm start. I'm, I'm not so meaning to make a trend about how many times <laughs> I'm going to mention farting. <laughs> I realize I'm two for two now. This will be the fart episode. Yeah. You're going to replace the opening intro with a bunch of fart sounds. Uh-huh. Just a bunch of like... <laughs> Just do it once and then like auto-tune yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a new game, well, relatively new, uh, called Dragon Age Inquisition. Do Just, all the Dragon Ages have colon something? Because there's Dragon Age yes. colon origin. Well, Dragon I think Age. They're, they're probably holding off on the game they're going to call Dragon Age. <laughs> well, that's when the series that's when the series grows stale, and then they go back and reboot it and call it just Dragon Age, like yeah. they did with Thief and Tomb Raider and Prince of Persia. Uh, so yeah, I, I, they might. I just sort of expect them to be like, okay, here's an MMO, Dragon Age. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't play... I skipped uh, Dragon Age 2. I just played the Dragon Age Origins and some of that DLC. Uh, but going into Inquisition, doesn't really feel like a Dragon Age game. Like, the character creation stuff and, like, all of the story and dialogue options are Dragon Age-esque, but, like, the gameplay itself, not really. It's, it's a lot... It's kind of just like a squad shooter. Well, it might so, be because I'm playing a rogue archer, but... So Bioware-wise, <clears throat> less Dragon Age and more Mass Effect? Uh, yeah, except it's less uh, skill shooting, like less shooter aiming kind of stuff. Cause it's it, more skill cooldown. Yeah, it's like managing cooldowns. Uh, you can pause the action, but it, uh, and, and you have like a hot bar kind of, kind of thing. But uh, mostly that uh, is what's going on. You can... Um, they give you the option to go into what they call a tactical view, which is a top-down view where you can move around. That thing's hard as crap to navigate, though, with a keyboard and mouse. Like maybe it's easier with a controller. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I have it on I, I I have it on console, and I I I honestly think what they're doing is they're kind of when you're playing the game normally with the over-the-shoulder camera, I think you're actually getting a very, very, like, proctored version of the game that is still basically a top-down. I think you're just kind of doing, like, sort of proxy interface, and then, like, the advanced mode is the top-down. But it, I, I tried to do it with the, with the controller. I, no, it wasn't for me. Okay, yeah, this is a royal pain to move around, because, like, WASD kind of moves where the cursor is, but the camera, oh, it's a mess. Anyway, the biggest problem I have is that you have, like, original Dragon Age, you had... <clears throat> AI stuff, and you could you could set up kind of short little routines for your AI to follow. As far as like, I want you to cast this spell. Uh, <clears throat> Never ever know. ever use a potion. Yeah, yeah, you can you can do that. Oh, uh, uh, or use a use a like only use a mana potion if you're below like five percent mana or something, and uh, you know those kinds of things. You could set up like pretty in depth rules, and then. When you're in combat, you could pause, switch to all of your different characters, and like queue up a couple of different things for them to do, and then unpause it and it'll play out. And then you can kind of run around as your dude, and that stuff will play out. Mm -hmm. um, it's 
What I've found in Inquisition is if you're not in tactical mode, you can't queue up commands really. You can queue up, you can tell them to do one thing. Um, but if you are in tactical mode and you queue up something and then switch out of that, it clears it. Clears your, your commands. And, and if you're in the over the shoulder mode, things like uh, how you want them to position or what you want them to do. Like if, you, if you're like, hold position, it will not hold position. <laughs> It'll just do whatever. It's like, hold, hold of your position, hold what you're doing. And then I go off and try to like bait some enemy back to my party. And they all just follow me into the dungeon. I'm like, hold your position. And they're like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? We're following you. I just, yeah. So that's the opposite of how that used to work. Yeah, it's just maddening. And and you you yeah, it's it's just a huge pain. But, and, they, but they'll uh, listen to you in tactical mode. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, th I mean, this is but I haven't played very much of it, but this is the this is a uh, my first Dragon Age. I. It sounds like a children's I, toy. <laughs> my first Dragon Age. Yeah. <laughs> um, weren't the first ones like primarily tactical mode esque like? Yeah. So this is kind of you a departure KOTOR, for the series. Right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's like fantasy KOTOR. <clears throat> I should have played Dragon Age. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, and, but, so those things are irritating because I'm familiar with how it used to play. But it's not a bad game in any way. I mean, outside of some of the stability issues that I've run into, where the game either just kind of decides it wants to crash and I had to roll back my video card drivers Ugh. or uh, or and now I've got this thing where I guess there's a memory leak because if I play it for like an hour in one sitting or something then the frame rate will go into a cycle of dropping down to one frame a second for like 30 seconds and then go back to normal frame rate for 10 seconds and then drop back down again <clears throat> Yeah, so I'll I'll wait like six months to a year and then buy it whenever they've got like the bug free version. Then oh, yeah, for, for what I it's worth. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. Frame rate <laughs> on the PS4 version, I didn't think was all that amazing either. As I'm walking through the intro area, it was like sort of like snowy river area. Uh -huh. uh, the frame rate was bouncing between, I'm guessing, twenty to low thirties, and then every time I do like a spell, it would start to judder. Maybe there'll be a fan mod that fixes it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened with the uh, original Dragon Age. There was a bunch of there was a bunch of bugs that you could go download mods that the fans fixed. That's actually oh, really? a really interesting yeah. concept because yeah, like Dragon Age does that. Uh, there was like Morrowind, all, right? All the Elder Scrolls games that respond that that let you have uh, mods, right? There's always a community fix. Yeah, there's like the unofficial fix you know, mod, and mm -hmm. it has, like, a list of, like, a, just a change list a mile long of, like, fix this quest that gets broken when you do this. Fix yeah. the placement of this item so you can't actually, like, have it fall through the world. And it's just kind of like... Yeah, and it's like, somebody went to go fix all 500 <clears throat> million rocks that were slightly floating above the terrain and, and move them so that they're part of the terrain and there's no flying rocks anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty that, crazy. It's awesome. That's yeah. what I think it is. So, yeah. so speaking of that, which is a pretty good segue into one of our topics we're going to talk about uh i am currently downloading on steam right now the half-life 2 update which was an entirely fan-made mod which is free and is 
basically a graphical improvement and various other things for Half-Life 2. Did they leave in all of the Zwackadoo ragdolls? I imagine probably. Okay, because that was one of the best things. <laughs> if you're going to improve Half-Life 2, you're going to add more, more ragdolls. Rag yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm interested to, to try it out and just see what it looks like. I was kind of, I, I watched the video that had kind of a side-by-side -side of some of the graphical improvements, and I'm kind of hoping that it was just bad latency on the video or poor resolution, because some of the screenshots, it's like, oh, look at how terrible this is and how much greater that is, and I'm like, uh, that kind of looks exactly the same. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't, I haven't downloaded a Half-Life <laughs> update yet either, but... You know, I saw the the, like, the blog post for it, and I didn't click any of the "Hey, click here to expand the thumbnails." But I saw like the side by the same side by side pictures, probably as you're looking at. And it was like one of like uh, oh, I forget the chapter name, but the, the it was that area where you're in the uh, the hover boat. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, like, I saw the two pictures, and it's like I don't see a difference. And this is this is just from thumbnails, so I mean, maybe it does look better, but yeah, I, it, I, it wasn't so dramatic. I felt compelled to see the blown up version. I think definitely going to have to play around with it and see. I think a lot of what I saw was like just changes to fog effects and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Some of them, like, I mean, it's supposed to be updated textures as well mm -hmm. in spots, but I don't know, again, it's hard to tell. I think exactly. some of the issue, well, some of it might be that Source Engine's pretty old now. Yeah. And they've added some improvements from like the different episodes, and <clears throat> I just don't know how much better you can make it look. I think even with how they made the levels and stuff, there's a lot of those environments that I think are like BSP. Well, I mean, I haven't opened up the old the old like levels that were in the game, but I know that I tried to work with Hammer before. I mean, it's gotten better. I mean, they've even got like these crazy front ends now with like the uh, perpetual testing initiative where you can just kind of like almost like sketch up pro design your levels with, with their stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Source Engine's basically the same, like, the, the, uh, the old hammer that they use is basically the same thing as what they use in, like, Quake 1 and Quake 2. So, yeah. So one thing, I mean, one thing I'm sure that they could definitely improve on, because if you've got, like, this game is very old, and yes, it was, like, I, I, uh, you know, like, you could get on, you know, it was one of like the first like Steam games or something, right? Like back I, in it was the first thing I think that required Steam, right? No, I think, no. I think Ricochet was one of them, <clears throat> and there was one or two games, right? But there was still, but they still released this game for console and other stuff, and so to some extent, yep. it had to fit on a CD. Right, and so yeah. you can yeah. definitely yeah. go back and improve like the texture depth and that sort of thing because now you can make it, you know, twenty gigs instead of having to fit on on a single CD. Right, so at the very least, you should should be able to go back and get some more detail on textures and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah and for, given the time that it came out, I mean, like even if you didn't have to wear the disc, like you were still limited by your hardware. Because like I think most people had like. At best, five hundred twelve some uh, for the video cards. Right, and yeah, I mean, even if the engine itself isn't that much better, and maybe the the models didn't change or get any more polygons to them, at the very least, you know, you can process, you know, better particle effects and that sort of thing, which is one of the things that they, you know, said that they're mm -hmm. yeah. doing to improve it. 
One thing I've noticed with some of these mods, especially stuff for like the Elder Scrolls games, is they'll they'll have these <clears throat> they'll have these uh, high res textures or something, and maybe it's just like subjective. Mm -hmm. But they'll be like, look at you know, look at how much better my rock texture is compared to this other rock texture that was in the game. Yeah, and I'm like, well, let's let's get a different kind of rock, I guess. But it's not. So I don't think it's better. I think it's just different. So, uh, or in some cases, worse. You know, I I've, I've, <clears throat> I have done a lot of modding to my Elder Scrolls games. Like, I haven't made my own. I mean, the extent of my personal mod experience was, like, in Morrowind. I, I made a ring that had a constant effect, fire damage, 10 feet around me. Started walking into town and everyone would die. Um, but I've downloaded a lot of mods. And to, to your point, I've, I've, what I've noticed is, like, with rock mods or things like that, uh, you'll get people who have done, like, They'll be like, I have a 4K by 4K texture for my stone. And that's cool and all, but, you know, there's, like, other things that go in there. Because, you know, you guys are game developers. You know, there's, like, normal maps, specular and all that. And they have, like, no relief. It's like they just run it through, like, some quick, like, Photoshop filter to make a normal map. And there's, like, all the detail. It's a great diffuse. Yeah. But, like, none of the stuff that actually makes it, you know, look good gets gets in. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, when, you know, I've downloaded a couple of, like, the texture mods for Elder Scrolls games and... And I noticed, like, my first thought is, like, jeezy crazy, learn how to do a specular map. And that's mm -hmm. what it, because you'll, like, walk up to, like, the side of a door and this, like, horrible normal map where, it, like, like, they're trying to make it, like, like, the grooves stick out, like, 10 feet from the base of the door. And then, like, everything just has this crazy plastic sheen yeah. to it. It's, it's like just, a whole world's covered in jelly. Yeah, it's like... This is wallowed in Vaseline. <laughs> what is this, a pro wrestler over here? It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's just kind of like... Uh, just making everything shiny and bumpy doesn't You smell what the better. scroll's been cooking with the yeah. Vaseline. Yeah, but yes, it's like it's like the world has been candy-coated, and it's just kind of like... Ugh. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's what you get, though. I mean, it is the amateur modding scene. And yeah, it is, it's all free. It's not like you can really complain about the price. It's just yeah. kind of waste your time. Yeah, I mean, these, these people who made these mods worked really hard <coughs> to steal these high-resolution textures from <laughs> they, websites. They went to CG Textures, downloaded some things, made it tile, maybe, and they were maybe. like, got it. It's like, now I'll, I'll get all the upvotes on the Steam Workshop now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. There are good ones, though. I mean... No, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's I mean, some good ones. There's some really good ones. Like, More Oblivion, is, that's actually looking really good. There was another one that had, that had like a whole new whole new island with a whole quest chain and they did all kinds of voice acting for it oh that yeah i played that that thing sucked <laughs> okay never mind was, that are you talking about the thing the kid did in like a year and he was like this no is my no it was oh. a whole team oh no i, I can't remember the name of it now oh no yeah okay i think i did that they one. had like that was like, that one was all right they had like 20 voice actors and they actually like went like yeah built the whole thing and new factions and everything yeah so, i i think i did play that one that one was leagues better than that it was a lot shorter so. <laughs> but yeah the, the one that that got a lot of like like video game press where it was like this one kid made this this he spent a whole year making this skyrim mod and it's got a whole new island and a whole new quest chain and stuff and and i played that and i was like this thing good grief <laughs> give him give him a little bit of a break it was one guy it was one guy but it was also like one of the worst story mods that i've seen <laughs> like it, it, the story was terrible like i get this kid's like 19 but it's like i i guess i guess for me it's like i don't i don't understand how like so many 
I don't get why so many like video game things made made such a like news sites made such a big deal out of like this mod. It's like they didn't play it. They just saw that that one kid spent a year on it, and then they're like, yeah. "Look at this! This is an achievement!" Like his parents love him, and like. Paid, paid Wait, that's an achievement. Paid, paid, Your parents paid. love you. <laughs> but, like, but like, didn't make him go to college and instead just like let him work on this thing for a year and not do an actual job. Well, that is cheaper than college. Yeah, I guess just like paying for paying for a hamburger every day is like cheaper than you know college. I don't know. My, I, I think, I think at that age, if you can figure out how to use uh, the creation kit, you're you're doing better than a lot of people. I guess. And I mean, I figured out how to use it when I was in high school. Doing better than I have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's it, it's a good tool set, and, uh, but all that to say is, like, if you're, like, 19 years old and you can make a whole thing, yeah, I don't expect it to be good. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, you, make some, you spend a year doing something. If you're, like, under 25, it's probably going to be shit. I'm sorry. But that's true. I, I'm open to being impressed. I really am. I, I'm, I can be proven wrong, and I'm, I would be if, like, if someone puts up in front of me immediately but uh you know if you're if you're one kid doing that and you're willing to put that amount of devo uh, dedication into something like that that's actually pretty cool but I, you're not gonna like I, I don't think it's possible to write a, a good story and do the technical achievement at the same time being one guy yeah i, I thought uh, so i thought it was interesting that a lot of people like he wanted it to be his like portfolio piece to get him into bethesda and like looking at that i'm like well, I guess I know why they didn't pick him up, because he's still like just very amateur. It's like, okay, it's like yeah, okay, you spent a lot of time, but a lot of other people spend like a lot of time to make something, but it's just not very good. Breath, it's just not yeah, competitive. The, the problem, I guess, the problem there, and I, I'm not even sure which mod you're talking about, but like if you spend a year on one mod, making a whole island, a whole quest chain, building everything, basically doing everything yourself, no one thing is going to be good, and. So I think the yeah someone someone much sooner should have said uh, depth not breadth because no one's gonna hire one kid to say okay make an entire game with us right like I think Bethesda can afford you know artists and designers and people who are really good at that one thing yeah that's that's definitely true um, yeah my it, I just. If you have to go through a bad story, like just write something short so that I can just get through it. Because if you have to make me play for twenty hours to get through a bad story, then that's just death. So did did, did this person do all the voice acting too? <laughs> no, somehow he got like uh, some either freelance or other. He contacted other people to do the voice acting, and they recorded them and, and sent him the the, the VO files and stuff. Okay. And I think he got somebody else to do the music as well. And I have to say, like those things. Those were like the best things, the stuff that other people did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those were the best things. This whole segment's hate on nameless kid. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I, I mean, guess maybe if they would have hired for something, it would be a producer because he seems like he managed to get other people together and do work pretty well. Uh, yeah. Did a decent job of that, so. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's not bad. That's, he should be a producer. I wouldn't hire him as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that you hate him. Being being Obviously. a producer. <laughs> 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 uh, 
for some like I think he knew this kid is the thing, and he, yes. he just hates him. He's got this personal vendetta. These Jeremy, he's, if you're listening, I'm gonna run you into the ground. <laughs> you're never gonna work in this town again. Go back to the gun he, and think I will destroy you. Ri- destroy ripped you. up, ripped up your invitation. He's gonna destroy you. You didn't go to his birthday party, did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I spent a lot of time making crap whenever I was in high school, and I made a bunch of dumb mods for that game. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go around, like, being like, hey guys, check this out, isn't this amazing? Because I knew it was garbage. Like, I knew it was just like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know what you're talking about, because like in high school, uh, I taught myself how to make levels for Jedi Knight 2. And I put out one thing, and it's still out there. No, I will not tell y'all how to find it. Uh, but I made this one level and I actually and and actually that's kind of how I got into like competitive gaming for a little bit because I made this one level and then I ended up joining a clan that says hey hey make us levels make us you know these arenas that we can have our dedicated server run and I did like a couple of those but in retrospect they were they were not good (laughs) well I don't know what you guys are talking about because the custom art that I made for SimCity 2000 was awesome. That was great. I love those things. And I, th- I think they still hold up. See, the guy that hates everything, like, actually liked my You my made... Work. Okay, so one of my favorite things... I mean, they were all great. But one of my favorite things was the uh, uh, water treatment plant. The water treatment plant that had animated... It was a toilet. It was a giant, like, 500-foot-tall toilet. And it had flushing water in it because they would let you do this they had this one thing that was like an animated gradient kind of thing because oh and and oh, yeah, so he, that is. so you, you managed to get it to like swirl around and like when you change the angles like it was swirling in different angles <laughs> it was fantastic that's like that's actually pretty cool i mean i, I haven't seen it but i don't I'll, think I'll, that exists anymore that well that that you were working with animated gradient mapping that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool and this was working with MS Paint because we did not have Photoshop. It, it was 1997. Was pro- it was no, it was working SimCity within the the uh, what was it? The SimCity Urban Renewal Kit, yeah, which had which its was... own like in-engine like 2D painting tool. Oh, really? Which yeah, it was basically oh, okay. paint. It was basically it was basically like pixel art, click by click painting. This so what Maxis used to make the game. Oh yeah, I'm uh, sure. yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> you guys, I forget. Did you guys already talk about Maxis closing? Uh, no. Spoilers. What? Well, no, I don't even think that's on our <laughs> that's, agenda. But no. I think yeah. we did talk about that. Did last, we? Yeah, EA finally, we about that finally took it out of the pasture. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they, were, they decided that the, that last SimCity game that nobody liked was well, was enough, I guess. Yes, after the crazy EA mandates made SimCity no into something mode. that nobody liked, EA decided to shut down. Right, and all... Oh, man, it they was such they, a debacle. They said they couldn't patch it in, and what did they do? Patched it they in. They patched it in. It took them, like, eight months well, where they patched it in to have, like, offline <laughs> saves and offline stuff. Yeah. So I hear Cities XL is pretty good, though. No, no. That's bad. <laughs> The game that's good is Cities Skyline. Skyline. Oh, okay. Which is made Sorry, by a completely different team. What? <laughs> yeah. But it's in the same franchise. Roughly. Or or can you not yeah. can I you think not it's, trademark? I think it's the published by the I think it's published uh, by the same company. It's it's kind of a sequel-ish, I think. No, it's not by the same team. 
Well, it's, but it's still a sequel-ish in that it's Cities colon something else, just like Dragon Age colon some other title. But that's still Bioware working on it. This is like if somebody made a dragon... It, it's like if they hired... I don't know. Uh, it's like if they hired... Uh, Bungie to make... Bungie to make uh, Halo, Dragon Age. And then Microsoft made Halo after they let, let go of Bungie. Is that the, still a sequel? I bet the Bungie Dragon Age would be pretty interesting. <laughs> Why is my Dragon Age a first-person shooter? Very measured, very measured statement there. It's like it's gonna be good, bad. I want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> show me. It, it'll be. I yes. would look at this game. I would look at this Bungie Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. I would observe it and then and then possibly talk about it. Why are there guns in a fantasy setting? I don't. I don't get uh, it. Ask Fable. Uh. <laughs> Wait, what? Fable has guns. The first? I only played the first Fable. Oh, it, it, as time went on, it got more and more London-y. Well, is it because they traveled forward into the present? Uh, like, are they? I, I thought the third... Last one I even looked at was the third one. It looked like they were getting into Industrial Revolution. Well, I mean, that's, say, a, a hundred years or two per, per... Is it contiguous? Is that how they do it? I don't know. I'm just making Who knows what up. Peter Molyneux does? <laughs> Over promise and under deliver. Ooh, I don't know about that Kickstarter. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Kickstarters, mm. well, this isn't a Kickstarter. The big news that I've got, <laughs> since we were talking about Super Troopers two, like either last time or the time before. Oh yeah. Yeah, they went to Indiegogo to get some funding, and they made. When I looked at when I saw that news, they made one point six million, but. As of now, they've been they've gotten over their two million mark, so they're they were up at like two point six last I saw. Is that is that are they doing better than the Nathan Fillion Alan Tudyk Kickstarter? I don't know, but that's for a whole TV show, right? I don't. I know that. I guess it's for a web <laughs> series, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they've got two point six million, which they were like, yeah, that's more than it took to make the first Super Troopers, and I'm like, so you're set. I don't know. Account for inflation and what have you. I guess yeah, that was like 10 years ago. Or yeah, so, so they need $60 million. But they also want to reimagine it and add a whole bunch of like 3D graphics and stormtroopers riding those weird lizard monsters in the background. I would watch the crap out of that. Yeah, I think you've sold me on that idea. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> You have you know, Farva riding a giant lizard. Yes. yes. Wearing, of course, you'd have people wearing like a one of those Tron suits from Tron Legacy. Right. There'd be a big spaceship floating in the background that says Leader Cola. No, it says Car Ramrod. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I want to watch that movie right now. Right now. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm gonna see that movie now because I'm sure it's getting made. I would hope so. I mean, but right because they've got they've got two point six million dollars. Like, yeah. hopefully they're actually making. A they gotta movie make a that. movie, but they don't have to use all the money for the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They could just Adam Sandler and pocket most of it, but uh, I don't know. I feel like if they did that, that might actually be funnier. Because <laughs> if they just worked on them, it's like this movie cost two point seven million dollars to make, and we spent ten dollars. <laughs> we filmed it on our iPhones. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just them rolling around in money. <laughs> What's Super plot? Troopers! What's Super plot? Troopers 2! <laughs> that was me, like, uh, yeah, pantomiming, rubbing myself down with money. It's true. The, the hand motions made it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I think I'd rather do the uh, money machine, like the money machine. We have like the the phone booth the, that you oh, get the into this with the money fan. blowing everywhere. Yeah, and you can yeah, grab I go it. with that, like the money shower, and just like, ooh, grab the money, and then that's what you use to go out and like buy steaks. Why, why not? Just, why not? <laughs> you just, just, why not just take the money? Why introduce <laughs> the money machine? Well, it's they like already a, have the it's money. It's like your bank. That's where you keep your money. But when you oh. need some to spend, you have to go in there and grab that, it. That'd be a, that's a really interesting way to do it. Because like, if it's like I want to spend an arbitrary amount of money today, <laughs> what can I grab? Honey, do you want to go out for dinner? Yes, let me step into the money machine. Oh, it's all Washington's. I've got 30 seconds to get as much money as we're going to eat with. How much money did you get? $300. <laughs> We get the fanciest Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I would exactly do that. That's exactly a, how I would use my money. What would a three hundred dollars Sunday look like? I don't know. I'd probably just have gold leaf. But on. you have to order from Sonic. Oh, geez. Well, then I think it would just be huge. It's a bad I assume bad. that the Sunday would be made full of Kobe cow's milk, for starters. Is that any good? I know the beef is supposed to be good, but is the milk supposed to be special? I don't know. They feed on grass that's watered by the tears of geisha. So salty. I guess it's pre-seasoned. There you go. <laughs> when you get the right salt context, you can sear the flavor in. Yeah. But what does the milk taste like? Salty. Oh, God. It's fine. It's got its, it's that savory and sweet ice cream. Oh, it's uh, umami ice cream. <laughs> that salted caramel kind. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. So, yeah, you got the salt right there. You just put the caramel on it and put it in a big Route 44 tub, you know? <laughs> That's a three hundred dollar. Route forty four tub. Well, it's not a cup anymore. Uh, At that rate, like, yeah. Well, that that. If I had that kind of gr uh, scratch, I would I would try it. Just At least to, once. Yeah. I mean, it might kill you. So basically, for three hundred dollars, you might you might go to like Sonic or some other drive-in and be like, I want all of your Sundays. <laughs> Give all me of one of each Sunday. Give me your Sunday. Yeah. Period. Well, I assume you would just back up your hot tub limousine and just say, fill the hot tub with ice cream. And Could you imagine like, me, a bunch of Let the... me make David Lee Roth get out of the back. All right, now fill it up with ice cream. <laughs> could, could you imagine a lot of the guys who work there on like uh, rollerblades trying to skate the, the soft serve ice cream machine out just to fill the... <laughs> they, they, they're required by law to keep the rollerblades on at all yes. times during work hours. By law. They get yeah, paid, yes. I think they get paid more if they wear the skates. Can't you just like connect? Can you just like get, get a hose, hose and just. Well, yeah, but they still, they still have to skate the hose out. Does, oh, yeah. how, how much pressure does a soft serve ice cream machine I don't put know. out? Do we need to Google the PSI yeah, of a soft serve ice cream machine? Because it might I don't only know get. That there is a PSI. You see how that stuff kind of just glorps out. And yeah, like... you, you might not be able to get it all the way through the. Like hose. if you apply any kind of back pressure, it just halts all so motion. Zero. So zero is the PSI? <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. It's barely gravity speed. Yeah, it's like just, just the force of gravity is what, like, like allows it to kind of so it's just, just opening a valve, out. basically. Yeah. You're just okay. not stopping it from falling out. Yeah, basically, basically the 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 tension, like the surface tension of the soft serve, might stop in the hose. So you've got to create a siphon. Yeah. yeah. So you got to have David Lee Roth on the other end, just going like sucking <laughs> on that hose. <laughs> and then once he gets that going, then it's just kind of. Well, I, don't, I don't know. And I don't you know. can let him pass out at that point. David yeah. Lee Roth well, might, <laughs> might put you over the dollar limit. <laughs> He's just completely separate. Like you've already gotten you into have the, him. you've gotten into the money machine you already a, to pay him. You have a Roth retainer. Yeah, of course you've got him on retainer. It's a Roth IRA. <laughs> oh! And that's my pun for the night. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
Wrap it up. We're done. We're yeah, done. That's here. it. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the other movie that you're excited about for some reason. Which one was that? That would be uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or oh. as I like to call him, Jogolo. In Fraggle Rock. Oh God, Jogolo's awful. <laughs> oh, I I hope that's that like that the worst sticks. name I can think of. For I hope yeah, that that's a, that's way too close to Jogolo. That's way. That's why yes. it's so terrible. You know, post this on Reddit or wherever. Let it stick. This is this is new. This is gonna. It's gonna be the best thing for his career ever. Jogolo's new movie, Fraggle Rock. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's another movie where I'm not really sure what it's gonna be. But I'm gonna watch it. Well, I so, mean, so is it gonna be CG Fraggles? That's my question. I well, no, no. I, I have my doubts because is I, it, Fraggle Rock is still owned by the Jim Henson Company, isn't it? Yeah, like all rights and everything. Like, I mean, they may have sold most to like the Muppets and all that to Disney, but they still have Fraggle Rock, right? Yeah, I think they still have the Fraggles. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I do think I think Disney has an agreement with them so that they can appear in Muppets Civil War. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Is that what he broke, Kermit? He just broke my brain for a second because I was, I was like, I was, I was this close to like actually believing that that was a thing. Like for a minute there, I was like, I hope that's, I hope that's fake. I don't know. I hope it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who will win, Kermit or Super Grover? Oh, jeez. Super Grover. Who well, regular Kermit versus Super Grover. Mm. Super Grover, all the way. Yeah, but Super Grover can't fly. Well, he can fly. I thought he could. He just can't land. Yeah, he's kind of like he can land on Kermit, and then yeah, and then it's over. It's kind of like Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Well, as long as Kermit doesn't summon the Rainbow Connection and slice him in half while he's flying through the sky. Mm. You know how deadly those rainbows are. <laughs> Isn't I've that what Rainbow that. Connection's about? <laughs> I thought it was about the deadly rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all that to say, I, I mean, I, I, I like uh, uh, Gordon Levitt. I think he's, I think he's a pretty good actor. But I'm, act, I'm just really interested to see what they do with the Fraggle Rock uh, franchise because you know it, he sounds like he, he's really excited about it. Yeah. So well, he should be. Fraggle Rock's pretty great. It's got yeah. the greatest theme song of any kid show ever. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. Darkwing Duck's pretty good too. Ah, uh, no, that's not fair. <laughs> no, that's not fair. I'm contractually obligated to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll just have to see how it works out for the J Glove, which is another nickname I'm trying. Oh, for. I like I like I like the J Glo better. <laughs> yeah, I. Calling him a having to choose, I would pick. I would I would pick Jogolo. Is it Jogolo? Is that what you said? The Jogolo. The Jogolo. The Jogolo. Where do you get J Glove? Gordon. I'm not sure. I want to know. Jeez, that's awful. Glove. J Glove. Yeah, the science checks out. Even though that really more right, sounds like the thing that Michael Jackson wore. Wow. Oh. <laughs> You're not helping at this point. <laughs> you know, if he listened to this podcast, he's, he's probably not going to listen anymore. 
You lo- you've lost one maybe listener. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've also lost like the entire state of Arizona and and Italy and China and I think Ireland. Yeah, I we've probably insulted everyone at some point. So. Yeah, and keep working through the list, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope they're actually Muppets. I would be really disappointed if they weren't. I mean, I, I think they have this cartoon, uh, this kids show now, The Doozers. What? Yeah, yeah, they based on it. the Fraggles. Based on the Fraggles, yeah, it's on Hulu. If you, I mean, I don't know what it actually airs on, but I've watched it on Hulu a little bit just to see what it's about. But it's they're not actual Doozers, as far as I can tell. I mean, they're, they're, what the heck are they're they? They're green. They're little green people, of course, and they're do- that- they're Doozers by. Like if they were if they were filling out like a scantron and they said what are you and doozer was an option they would fill in doozer but they don't work all day they don't build they don't, things out of right. like edible well they, they're construction people they can, they they do construction things but they have like individual personalities and things like that and I thought the like I, I remember the doozers did the doozers did I thought the doozers were basically just like. I don't think I don't think they were like a hive mind or like some kind of ant colony. I didn't think they were that, but they didn't. They weren't exactly like well lively. They didn't have a very large role because it was Fraggle Rock, not the Doozers. So yeah. well, there they, is they, a they Doozers played, show, and it's they played, CG. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> they played as much of a role as uh, like Grandma Trashbag or whatever. Uh, uh, I thought Marge the garbage pile. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Or trash pile Marge or whatever it was. Or the, how about the dog that knew the Fraggles were there, but his master never figured it out? Yeah, right. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. He's going to be the old man with the dog? He, he's going to be the dog. What is it, Sprocket? <laughs> Joseph, Gordon-Le- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Sprocket. He's a dog. Fraggle Rock. I don't know. You throw some Shia LaBeouf in there, and you got something cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got another childhood... Uh, television show destroyed. <laughs> I still wanted to be in Thundercats. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Yeah. As Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Right? Both of them, yes. Yeah. I don't care who he could be. He could be everyone. I mean, <laughs> so, so it'll be kind of like, so it'll be kind of like the, uh, the, is it the Clumps? Is that what that was? Yeah. You mean every Eddie Murphy movie where yeah. he plays yeah. every role? He, just, he plays every part? Mm-hmm. Now that'd be fantastic. I'd love it. He could be, he'd be both Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. And then things start going off the rails when they dress him as Panthro or Chitara. <laughs> is it racist if he's Panthro? Yeah. Is okay. it? That's okay. He can be played by Vin Diesel. Whatever. Yeah. But he. But he has. Like I. I won't. I can't negotiate with this. He also has to be Snarf. Uh huh. Possibly. Possibly Lionel. But <laughs> I'm open to that being like Carrot Top because he's slowly turning into Lionel. I don't think Carrot Top can be on film. Like, as in cameras can't like, capture him anymore. Like he, yeah, he's moved beyond that. <laughs> it's just like emitting radiation that just burns all film. <laughs> I don't know. We lost him as a listener now. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but where will we get all prop gags? <laughs> prop gags. Prop gags are the worst. Now all prop comics. <laughs> oh, <that's> nice. <sighs> Whittling it down. Aren't you glad you invited me on that? And I hate whittling. Take that, whittlers. Oh, so now my, everybody over My 60. grandfather was a whittler. <laughs> the Amish entirely. Yeah. Well, the Amish can't listen to They're podcasts. Oh, that's true. I guess they can't. They'd have to have them, like, 
like somehow somehow like carved into a record and then make like, a coconut uh, radio and then right? have... just send them a telegram of the transcript no that's still electricity no we have oh, a telegram i was thinking telegraph i, just, I yeah. figured we would just carve the episode into wood and and send it to them <laughs> with a just wood burned in yeah build a barn out of this <laughs> you've lost all listeners over 60 stop also i hate riddlers stop I mean Riddlers. Whittlers. <laughs> Riddler? I, I, I'm fine. I, I hate Riddlers. Oh, I was going to be totally fine with Riddlers. No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Riddler is the worst supervillain. I'm just sorry. Is no. He is, is it? No. No. How is he not the worst? He's Calendar a, Man's the worst Batman villain. No. The Clock okay. King. Clock King was fine. He actually yeah. controlled They're time. idiotic. No, he didn't. Isn't he the one? No, he didn't control time. He just liked clocks. Okay, so I'm thinking of the animated series episode where he had... That was a different guy that had the time-stopping device, though. Yeah, yeah. The Clock King was just very precise. Yes, he just he, he just knew what time it was all the time. And it's like, could have I very will good time rob time. the bank. It's 2.33. We have exactly 10 seconds to cross this street before we will get hit by a car. Yeah, the only thing I remember about the Clock King was that the best there was glasses. some kind of train that exploded or something, and he's standing there with a pocket watch open. Right on time. <laughs> yes, the train exploded exactly when I planned it. Yeah. Still, they don't help Batman catch them, which is why the Riddler's the worst. His and riddles? also, he's the worst in all the Batman video games. Wait, because wait. you gotta go to all those stupid fucking trophies, which totally sucks. You said, so his riddles don't help Batman catch him. No, they do help. Oh, okay. The other ones, I was going to say, because that's, that's not very self-serving. He that's why he's, he's the worst villain, because he helps Batman catch him. Okay, <clears throat> but I will throw this out there. If Neil Patrick Harris got to be the Riddler in a new Batman movie, I think that'd be awesome. Because I think he'd be really good at that. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, there there are some comics out there where the Riddler's pretty... Pretty crazy, like crazy, like Joker level crazy, and they do some pretty cool stuff with them in that one. Like, there, uh, I heard this recently. There was a uh, a comic story where the Riddler got like convinced that Batman was going to bring about the destruction of Gotham City, and so via his riddles, started tricking Batman into fulfilling parts of this prophecy, including like cutting a a baby. Now, to be fair, to be now, yes, this happened, but... Cutting a baby? Yes. The way that that worked, because one of them, and this is one of the darker Batman ones, because Batman gets I pretty dark. I guess he cut a baby. <laughs> well, anyway, so he, basically, I think the part of the prophecy was he had, Batman was supposed to cut the throat of a baby. Now, here's how they, how they worked around it and made Batman still a good guy. The Riddler made the baby choke, and so Batman had to give a bat tracheotomy. Oh, uh, Okay. Did he, so he had his bat tracheotomy set that he used to pull out. It's Batman. Okay. It's just in his utility belt. Right. He's always ready. But yeah, so the Riddler's act, it can be interesting. Yeah, it's just in, like, if you're thinking of 60s Batman, he's the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. Sharp dresser, though. In that one, like, I would say, like, the Pharaoh is the worst. King Tut. Scarface. King Tut, yeah. The, the puppet. Scarface is interesting. Hmm. I think. I think that's an interesting, like, like crazy guy persona. Okay, I mean, in the end, in the end, he's just kind of a crime boss, mm -hmm. really. But he's also, but he's also a puppet, an insane crime boss. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, but but Red Hood just sucks, right? Uh, I, that's kind of it's like who are you talking? Yeah, about? which Red Hood? There's like the one that was right Robin. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. That's stupid. All right. That's well, we got. Bad. We at least have something we can agree on. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I'll I'll actually give you this on Scarface in the animated series. The, the puppet's name was Scarface, right? Yeah. Okay. In 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 the animated series, that's the one time they could get away with showing Sh- animated shooting the shit out of somebody <laughs> in the show. Yeah. Yeah. There's no blood. He's a he's a doll. Yeah. Well, that and Clayface. They shot Clayface all the time. Oh, they had, like, no. blow him up and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. but he just reformed. He's kind of T-1000 his way through it. <laughs> yeah. The animated series was so good. It's still good. <laughs> yeah. Like, they show it on Disney Channel, I think, now. I think it's, like, Disney XD like, or Disney or Disney XD. One of those three or four, like channels away from the actual disney channel where yeah, all they show is like stupid made for disney channel live action garbage mm-hmm. like where they where they're just like fostering their like test tube babies that they're going to like then turn into like pop stars yes they, they have perfected <laughs> that the uh the cloning farm yeah they're okay. freaking like homegrown justin bieber's and stuff that they've got well oh, there's oh you understand this is, all a, this is all a science experiment <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to transfer consciousness into these so that they can resurrect walt disney eventually. oh okay they're trying to find like the right like the right donor body yeah basically <laughs> yeah for a while it was looking like kurt russell but no. <laughs> Bring me but they did get that computer into his brain. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And he got really far, really, really smart for a little bit. But yeah. But then, but then he went to go and do the escape. I really, movies. really want there to be like a, a biographical movie that's basically Flowers for Algernon. Starring Kurt Russell. <laughs> As Kurt Russell, of course. But... <laughs> It's just him, like, as Kurt Russell, just, like, getting really smart and then being real dumb. Yeah. Well, and going back to normal. Can we call oh. it Kurt Russell behind the eye patch? No, that well, no. the eye patch is what makes him smart. <laughs> yeah, he has his notes written on the inside <laughs> of the eye patch. Like Spies Like Us. Yeah. He's like, what's your name? And he pulls the eye patch out. He's like, uh, Kurt Russell. He is a genius. <laughs> He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> no one can remember their own name. Well, I mean, compared to what he was before the treatment. Uh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> before the treatment was, what's your name? Oh, oh. Well, it's close. That's close. <laughs> He's getting better. No more Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is not going to listen to this. No. I, I, I do. I have my doubts he was a listener to begin with. Yeah, it's probably true. I do like a, a good Kurt Russell movie, though. I don't know. There's only one Kurt Russell <laughs> movie to, like, I didn't Let me like. try to salvage this. I really like Big Trouble in Little China. That's Yeah. Like, <laughs> but Death Proof. I never saw it. Uh, don't. <laughs> I saw, uh, let's see, Big Trouble in Little China. Tango yeah. and Cash. Tango and Cash. Overboard. Overboard. Escape uh, from New York. Yeah, Escape from New York. Ah, Not Escape from LA. I enjoyed. I haven't all of them. seen Escape from LA. He escapes by surfing, surfing? on a tidal wave. Oh yeah, oh, Stargate. Yeah, I love Stargate. Yeah. The movie. The, the movie. movie. The movie. Yes, I've heard that part. <clears throat> okay. Yes, people should be aware of his not love. 
for the TV show. Yeah. Uh, not love, sometimes called hate. Right. Mm. They say hate is just love, disappointed. <laughs> uh, I said Tango and Cash, correct? Yeah. Yes, but a bears are painting. Mm. Yeah, this would be Kurt Russell out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What else do we have on our list? Oh, well, Consult the list! <laughs> so here's some other things that are kind of around this free idea, as in, like, demos are usually free, but there's something about people are paying real money for Final Fantasy's demo. Yeah, yeah the Final Fantasy that. 15 demo. So, yeah, when you, uh, all right, when you bought the game Final Fantasy Type-0 mm -hmm. for the PS4, it would come, it came with a code for, to download the Final Fantasy 15 demo. Right. And people are selling these codes on eBay for like $30. $30. That's pretty crazy. So it's like, hey dude, you realize you're buying a real game right now for that $30. Well, I think <laughs> like Type could, Zero costs 60 Yeah. And so the demo is, there. people are selling it for 30 and I don't know why because yes i guess people are really impatient and or have a a money box that they can go grab cash out of you mean a money machine money, money machine. machine there's Sorry. a fan that blows there's money the <laughs> yeah the money Sorry. Booth. Yeah. my mistake um i don't know i i, I played it i, I mean I, I played the one that came with type zero that's the only one that oh, that's another game i'm playing which i can <laughs> talk about but uh i it's fun but I don't think they gave you a whole lot of the game. It's not worth well, buying. It's kind of like, I feel, you know, my, my theory that, like, at least the American sales of Dragon Quest Eight were due in large part to the Final Fantasy demo that was on that disc. <laughs> there was a demo that came with that? Was it 12? Uh, I can't remember which one. It might have been 12, but I do remember, yes, that there were definitely, definitely people who bought that Dragon Quest to... That, that's demo. interesting because at least, I mean at least with Dra Dragon Quest was never hasn't ever really been that big in the states. I mean comparatively to Final Fantasy, so that made sense. But to lure someone to buy a Final Fantasy game with a Final Fantasy demo, yeah, I don't. I think you're. I think you're just getting the same. You're you're sampling the same pool there. I would think. Well. I, the only thing I can think of is it's like a weird non-mainstream Final Fantasy game that was like previously just a PSP game. Yeah, and so and it's it, like it, it shows yeah. some signs of that on the hey, PS4. Hey guys, here's this old PSP game that we just kind of made an HD re-release for. But we never got it here in the states. Oh, did we not? No, we never. We never got Type Zero on the PSP here in the states. Oh. And so the the HD release is the first time we're getting a localization for it. So here's my question. Are people really that big a fan of Final Fantasy still? Like, I, some people. I think well, for, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to assume, but I think of in the room, I'm probably the, one of the bigger fans of the series. Probably. And. How many have you played? All of them. Including okay. both MMOs? Yes. Both well, versions of 14? I have seen the first version. Nah, you don't count. You're not a what? Fan. No, <laughs> you suck. Well, what? I that's, was. That's like way more than I've played. I've played. No, see, I, I was warned about fourteen because I saw all the all the let's plays of the beta, and I was like, you know, I'll wait. And then 
And then uh, and I then was always shut, waiting for the right they time. they shut it down. And again, I was biding my time on that again, one. Again, the not... fact that you weren't in the beta, you well, are not a true fan. Were you? <laughs> no, I'm not. A, I, then you I don't get no to claim judge. to be a true fan. You don't get to judge on that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I want to say that Final Fantasy is coming out of a dark age for itself. Because it was really the good. The dark age that it was led into by 10? Not well... Okay, Actually, a lot of people. You, you might have lost some viewers on that one. Or a listening. lot of people are terrible. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so like all you know, one through nine, I think most people would agree are just good games. Um, my Except least, for eight. Eight is terrible. I'll, I'll say that. I hated eight. I only played the demo. But I know people who love eight, and they're wrong, but they're entitled to their opinion. Uh, and then 10 I wasn't thrilled with, but I, I did play it all the way through. 11 I played more than I should have. Uh, 12 I actually really enjoyed. 13, I'm, a, I'm, I'm what you could call a 13 apologist. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Are you apologizing because you played the whole way through? I'm, well, I would apologize because I, uh, I played Final Fantasy 13 2 all the way and got a platinum trophy in it. <clears throat> and I feel dirty for that. <laughs> but it was actually a much better game than thirteen one. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think either of us finished thirteen one. No, I finished thirteen one. You 13, did thirteen uh-huh. one had the worst final boss ever. Yes, I couldn't even get past tutorial shit. Like, I got to the point where I oh, you no, mean you no. couldn't play the game for forty hours and get I mean, past the tutorial? The whole game is a tutorial. There, oh, you basically Lord. are spoon fed mechanics with the whole thing. Yeah, I got about five hours in, and I was still getting tutorials. And I had finally got a summon, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, when you get the one that turns into a motorcycle or something. Yes, it was like oh yeah, yeah. And then I realized that I think I had spent maybe ten minutes of those five hours actually playing video games. So thirteen one was basically uh, they really wanted to tell a story with that one. And a, just did, a nonsense Japan story. Well, you know, you, my, I think what it came down to for me, because with Final Fantasy thirteen is I did not care about the characters. Right. And this is different because Final Fantasy twelve, I actually <coughs> I barely cared about the characters in Final Fantasy twelve. I mean, because like Vaughn and Pinello, those were like the, the two characters, first characters. As soon as you got anyone else, they were gone. I, ne- I never touched them again after yeah. that. Yeah, but 12 was fun because the mechanics were interesting. I programmed yeah, yeah. my crazy robots, and I could walk them into a battle, walk away, get a soda, and come back, and the battle was done, and then I'd keep going. And it was awesome because I had my deadly robots that I programmed to mm-hmm. do my bidding. And the thing was, with that one, at least, they were you made the decision. I mean, that you had agency in how they, how they behaved. Uh, so twelve was good. I mean, twelve had some forgettable characters. I mean, I liked I liked two or three of them, but you know, had a a story of political intrigue and all that nonsense. That if you really paid attention, it was all right. Had a, so it had a pretty good story, and then it had a really good battle system. Final Fantasy thirteen, I would argue, had a story that they thought was good, but wasn't, because they started making up shit with with like like we're gonna call the crystals. Um, Falsy. We're going to call the Warriors of Light Lussy, and that's not confusing at all. Wait, the crystals were Falsy? Yeah, I thought Falsy were like the crazy magical god creatures that 
and ruled the world. They are, and they were the crystals. What they did in Final Fantasy thirteen was there weren't just four crystals. Like in Final Fantasy seven, the crystals, quote unquote, were the materia. Mm-hmm. And then in I don't know what they were in eight, but you know, and basically in every well, Final Fantasy, crystals are a, a fixture. Right. Like. Yes, but, it was easier to to see in the eight bit ones where it was like. Here's the giant fuck off crystal that you found, and it's yeah. the crystal of Earth. And oh right, yeah, because you go to like the Hall of Memory in nine and all that, and you also have the crystals with with like the summons on. But anyway, in thirteen, they made them self aware, and that's and they they that's why they named all the crystals after summons. Like you meet Carbuncle at one point, and it's that's like the one Esper, the one uh, crystal that wasn't a dick. It actually helped you out. But the idea is that in Final Fantasy thirteen, you became a Lussy, or I call them Warriors of Light, which makes way more sense in context. That's where they put like the crazy tattoo on you, and you, uh-huh. you get a mission, but you get to use the magic and all that, which is basically the way every other Final Fantasy works. Except in, in thirteen, they turn it on its head, and the crystals are kind of dicks. They're wanting you to do what they want, not what's best for the world. Well, yeah, but didn't they turn Lightning's sister into a crystal? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of they treat it like. But a, didn't they give her a tattoo first, and then yeah. she turned into a crystal? Yeah, so but it's see, like, once you become a lessee in the context of the story that they, in Final Fantasy thirteen, one of two things happens to you: either you turn into a crystal by completing your mission or your focus, or whatever they call it, and that's what happened to Sarah, uh, Lightning's sister. She's like, "I'm a crystal now because I got Lightning to do her thing." That was her whole purpose. So it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, the crystal, the crystal, whichever one it was, used Sarah, the sister, to get Lightning to do her thing, and then. So that's how Final Fantasy thirteen starts, and one of two things happens: you you do what you're supposed to do, and you become a crystal, and that's like the good ending, right? Because everybody wants to be yeah. a crystal. Or if you, but if you fail, you turn into a monster. And that, I mean, that's the story they wanted to tell. And then thirteen two goes off. It's actually a much better game than one. But the same plot arc exists, and then I couldn't. But there's time travel, right? But there's time travel, and then thirteen three lightning returns. Because uh, she turned un- into a crystal, right? Y- yes. No, wait, no, she didn't. Did- well, who, who is she? Lightning. Lightning sort of turns into a crystal. At the end of one. E- sort of. They I explain that it, in two. Oh god. So basically, okay. the Earth opens up and eats lightning, but she falls into another parallel Did it dimension. Crap thunder. Is it crap thunder? <laughs> <laughs> but the, my, I never played thirteen three because the story undid a lot of things that thirteen two did, and they took like Hope as a character who was really bitchy in one, kind of cool in two, and immediately turned him turned him right back into the kid again for thirteen three with no explanation when you're first starting to play. I couldn't play it, but enough of, enough about my rant about Final Fantasy though. But what I, my point is. It's, I feel like it's coming out of a dark age because Type Zero was a good game. It's the first time we're getting it. So we're getting something fresh and a little more interesting. And then Final Fantasy XV, I played the demo. It looks really cool. And I, I actually enjoyed playing it. It plays a little bit more like Kingdom Hearts than I really would like it to. Well, that's by the same guy. Yeah, the same, same, same combat designer, same the, lead designer the, and all that. I thought it was the, the whole, that was the whole Kingdom Hearts team moved Is on it? to that for a The whole bit. team? Well, it, it's good. And I, I, and I, I heard it. that the, that combat designer did the combat design for Type Zero as well. Yeah, Type Zero is. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I haven't played a whole lot of it yet because you know they're working and we're trying to get our games done. But I'm I'm enjoying Type Zero. It's really difficult, 
It's a much more mature story for the series. Uh, 15 is a gorgeous game. It very much is made for the PS4. Uh, and I actually just I actually just enjoyed the battle system. And one of the things that I, that really frustrate me frustrates me with uh, some of the more recent Final Fantasies, basically the entire PS3 era of Final Fantasy games. So that's like what six years or so, seven years. Uh, it's every thirteen. Every thirteen. Yeah, basically, yeah, the thirteen games. Uh, the battle system was just it, it had no soul. It felt it felt like it was. Uh, just a cynical experiment and just saying, all right, just, just put another one of these things out. You guys like holding X the whole time, right? Yeah, here yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> 13 was literally just tap the X button until the game is over. Yeah, I did not. I didn't like 13. Yeah, uh, but, but 15, you actually have to press buttons. You have it's well, it's more than it's not just menu navigation, but it's also not as kinetic as a as a, sorry, as Kingdom Hearts. So there's strategy. But it's also using all these extra buttons that the controller has. So well, I'm pretty excited. I don't know. I think just the... I think the technology of video games has changed to the point that I don't... And I were, and I'm sure there's people who would totally disagree, but I think the like whole turn-based menu navigation kind of system of combat is kind of just outdated. And I don't think anybody wants that anymore. I don't know that nobody wants that. I think I I would agree that I think it's a kind of a passe idea that was a that was a construct of limitations. But I think that there's plenty of people who who would still go back to that and still want that. Yeah, but that's the same type of like mentality that like I want to go back and listen to, you know, megaphone music on my Victrola kind of stuff. It's like anachronistic. It's not Something that people who play so, video games now want. It's not mainstream. You know, I was actually thinking the, the exact, what you just said, when I think is that thing is the exact same thing uh, a couple days ago. And I was trying to think what, you know, if they were going to, let's say they that Square gives in and does what, you know, quote unquote, all the fans <laughs> want them to do. And they just do like a straight HD remaster of Final Fantasy VII. Because that's, that's the game, you know, everyone says that they want. Mm-hmm. If they do it, would it be anywhere as good, or would we be as happy with it having that menu system, the ATB well, system? I don't, I don't think so. But I've, I've like after, I think for a long time now, I, I think after playing Kingdom Hearts two, mm. I was, I thought to myself, you know, if I ever want them, if I, if I would get them to do. Uh, a Final Fantasy VII like remake, I would want it to be more of an action game. Like, yeah, I would you want, want a modern design game yeah, design for it. I would want like ground up. Let's make this a remake of this game. Let's not mm-hmm. just put a put a sheen over the top of it. Let's not let's not just add the 4K textures don't, with, don't do a with the grease. Right. Yeah, like let let's make this a game for this generation like a game that makes sense for this age of gaming mm. you know let's capture that audience that currently exists you know and and i think a game like 15 is kind of that direction that i would want a final fantasy 7 remake to go in which is really i think i think that's actually what they're trying to do a little bit because this is one set in modern times not 
not it didn't seem like it I mean from the demo anyway it didn't seem like it was super future like 13 kind of was right and it doesn't seem like it's set in the past but people are still using swords they're still using melee weapons that seems normal it, it, the the tone of a lot of the like the constructed decor mm-hmm. felt a lot like midgar with less you know less pipes and mako reactors but uh, that kind of almost art deco look how hilarious would it be if this turned out to be seven if, if they're just gonna like the <laughs> like game if comes they just out, kojima they just... bait and switch you and they're like look at all these guys that look like turks hey they're the turks and they just like swap the heads off. Oh my god, you know how that would actually be really cool if like suddenly the game was Turks, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, colon, the Turks. Uh huh. <laughs> that would actually be really cool. Um, I'm surprised, you know, they did do a mobile Turks yeah, game. Yeah, they did do. Was I, that Crisis <laughs> Core? Never came out. No, Crisis Core was, you were Zach. Oh, it was the Zach same. The yeah. Turks game, I think, was mobile, like phone, yeah, mobile phone only, and never came out in the States, but uh, I feel like they might, because even the character design looks an awful lot like it could fit in Final Fantasy. Yeah, there was one guy in there. Yeah. Like in some of the screenshots, I'm like, is that Cloud? That guy just looks like a like a scaled back, like not as crazy hair Cloud. Yeah. You know, like he's got the blonde spikes and stuff. And I'm like, that's if he, that, that's either like the guy making that was like, I'm just going to make Cloud. I'm just going to make the Cloud <laughs> model. On make this people team. happy. Let's do it. Yeah. This will get sales. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually, I, I was thinking the same thing, too. That guy had, I don't forget, I don't know the character's name, but he basically has the cloud haircut. Yeah. And the way that uh, Noctis fights, the, the main, I guess he's the main character, uh, the way he fights in the demo is super similar to the multi-sword fighting style that uh, Cloud had in uh, Advent Children. Yeah, where he just, like, has a sword that's actually, like, 15 swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think they're totally going for that the the Final Fantasy VII remake crowd of fifteen, and if it if fifteen does really well, I'm hoping. But and I only say that because Square Enix is like, hey guys, Final Fantasy VII, y'all love that, and they're at like the E3 or the PlayStation oh, event. He's like, just you guys everybody? remember this game? It's gonna be cool. It was PS4 re-release. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that they figure out how to tell a story without showing. 5,000 hours of cutscenes because I think most other game developers have learned how to do that. Yeah, outside of uh, Konami. Well, I mean, for my part, I mean, I love story in games. I absolutely do. I played Xenosaga all the way through. Whoa. You're I know. the only person I know who's done that. Yeah, and I got all the secrets. I played the crap out of their, their Texas Hold'em. In fact, that's how I learned how to play Texas Hold'em was playing Xenosaga Chapter 1. I didn't even know they had that. One. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even I got fatigued with, because like I said, I love, I love stories. And, you know, uh, when I was younger, instead of reading, I would play RPGs because that's just how I got my stories. Um, but if they're going to do something like that now, what, you know, what I've learned is the best way to get a story across is not cutscenes, not active, whatever the, the, the uh, quick time events where you have to hit buttons while stories happening. Yeah, it's just have the story happening while you can play the damn game. Right, right. Because people who care about that can pay attention, but they can also play the game. And if you want to just watch the story, you can sit there and watch the story happen. Yeah. So, like Valve does it. Yeah, Valve does a really good job of that. Right. Yeah. When they make games. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that's not fair to them. I, I saw a list of the actual games they've released, and they, they average one about every three years, but ha just Half-Life 3 already, guys. <laughs> but wasn't there supposed to be, like, an episode 3 or an episode Yeah, three? yeah. Were, well, it went from, like, I think Gabe Newell at one point said, we're going to have a new Half-Life every four months. No. And then, <laughs> and then it went to, like, Half-Life Episode 1 came out, like, a year and a half later, Half-Life Episode 2 came out two and a half years later. And then at some point in there, he's like, yeah, we're going to do three episodes. And then three never happened. I think leap years are going for happening faster than Half-Life games at this point. Yeah, but I, I would bet, I, I think it's a safe bet anyway, that they are working on a Half-Life 3 or you, you have some guy, like maybe it's like a really small team of like guys is like, guys, we're gonna get Half Life Three done, and they're working at like a turtle pace. But they're gonna—it's so, there is a Half Life Three that exists somewhere. I bet. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I want to believe. That's what the new X Files series is about. <laughs> finding Half Life, finding Half Life Three. Because I already Mulder. Saw Mulder keeps like he's just like you gotta you gotta believe me, Scully. They're doing it. it. Valve's Valve's working on it. I'm gonna go up to Seattle. I'm gonna show you. The game is out there. At the end of the sixth episode, they go to Seattle, they find Val, and it turns out it's just a Final Fantasy VII remake. No, <laughs> oh, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and like, oh, Mulder needs this. Oh, this is going to be the best day ever. Oh, I really wanted that remake. Yeah. And Scully's, Scully's just going to be as... Uh, it's the doubter. It's like, they're not doing it, Mulder. They're not it's doing just, it. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you were right about the aliens, but... But this is just too much. It's not she would never say he was right about the aliens. Oh, all right. It's not, I mean, not even this, this far in the future? No. <laughs> even though I think she had an alien baby. Didn't they get abducted by aliens? Yeah. Remember the episode where she's like, I found a, a whole new building block of DNA. That can't be alien. Whatever. Yeah. At some point, being a skeptic is like, come on, Scully. Come on, Scully. You've seen too much weird crap to keep being a skeptic. Like at some point, you're going to have to be like, yeah, all right, we killed a fish monster man. There was some guy who had grease in his eyes, and, <laughs> and there was that one dude who, like, we ripped his face off, and he had his eyes shown shut, and when we shot him, he bled acid or something, and then we passed out. He was just chemically like, imbalanced, molded. <laughs> like, those are all things in the X-Files that she witnessed, and then she's still just kind of like, meh. Meh. Scully. Kind of makes me want, like, just a Scully show without Mulder. See what her life is like without it. A lot of, a lot of filing and paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's like season five or whatever that was. <laughs> right. Is that the one with Robert Patrick? That's Yeah, right before they brought Robert Patrick in, it was like, oh, it was like just lone Scully. Well, they actually kind of did that, that show. The, the Netflix show she was in called The Fall was basically that. She did actual detective work, um, catching a serial killer, and as opposed to chasing a bunch of bullshit. Oh, see, I thought stories. you were gonna end up with like she did a lot of paperwork. She wore through that entire that entire ream of staples. <laughs> no, no, she solved actual crimes. Uh, I'm trying to think, was there any other games I've been playing recently? Played a bit of this game called Hell Divers. How's that? Pretty fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It is a uh, it's a 
I would say it's more fun, like, with a couch full of people. It's a four-player game, mm-hmm. and uh, you can play, like, four-player local multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a uh, no-remorse gauntlet sort of game. Like, there is, uh, it is not pulling any punches on how it treats you as a player. But essentially, you, you, you select these missions that I think are procedurally, like, put together, like, tile tile place sort mm-hmm. of things with randomized objectives okay and based on their difficulty i think there's more or less like objectives you have to complete as well as more difficult enemies but uh you 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 play as these uh these guys it's it's very uh satirical it's it it's like kind of like if they made a video game out of starship troopers kind of thing like you're this human military going out and conquering planets uh, for your for the army of super earth that that actually sounds surprisingly like starship troopers yeah so uh, uh you get dropped down onto these planets and you run around and you shoot shoot aliens mm-hmm. and stuff and like the thing that makes it difficult is uh there's always friendly fire and uh and you're uh you can call you can call down these things called stratagems, which mm-hmm. is how you get like ammo resupplies. But you can also drop down like automated turrets, and we unlock the thing that lets you get an exosuit, which is kind of like a like a exo squad sort of like mm-hmm. commando suit sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but every time you call these things down, they place like a little beacon on the ground, and if you stand too close to that thing, it'll crush you and destroy you. And uh, when you throw down an automated turret, the turret will shoot at any enemies, but that's regardless of whether or not you're there. So if, oh, so if, if you're, you're in the line of fire, yeah, it'll just destru- it'll just take you down. Okay. Immediately. See, that's that's kind of cool. I like that. I mean, I like that mechanic because, you know, I think too many games, like, ignore the idea of friendly fire. That, yeah. That was what made Magicka so fun. Was that it's by the same group. Create oh, a crazy big spell that would kill everybody, including. All players. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. running around and like one of my friends dropped down a flamethrower and he's like, "All right, I got this flamethrower. Set me on fire!" Like, like immediately, all the time. And was it and intentional? No. Mm. Well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's by the same team that made Magicka, and mm-hmm. so they've made this new game that's on the PS4. It's twenty bucks. It's pretty cheap, but it's also just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it um, online. I've only played it locally. But that's kind of the biggest hurdle is one finding enough people to have like controllers because ps4 controllers are like 60 bucks yeah are they made and of mithril they're made of uh gundanium or whatever oh, right yes um but uh no sony's too cheap for that too cheap for gundanium <laughs> um uh so yeah it's 20 bucks you can and you can get like four people to play it at the same time on the couch it's a lot of fun yeah uh i've been wanting to play mario party oh yeah mario i have party. that I was talking about Mario Party. Somebody at work was asking me, and she was like, Do you, does anybody play Mario Party? Because I think she saw that 10 came out, and she's like, who, who even plays those games? And I was like, I don't know. I think I played one once. Mm. But I never played, like, we never played it on our N64. Yeah. And I, and I think that's why we still have controllers that have working joysticks. So, right. so, I, <laughs> so I bought Mario Party 10. And I have taken the plastic wrap off of it, but I've not yet actually played it. And, you know, I, I, 
I, I have a couple of those party games for for the Wii U. You know, it's not because I don't. It's only one Mario Party for Wii U, but they have like a Wii U Party or or, or the I forget the different like Nintendo Land. I think is one of them. Oh yeah, Nintendo Land. That and, was the one that shipped with it, right? Yeah, but I I bought the game. I got the console a little late, so it didn't come with it when I got it. And yeah, so I had to like buy for like what was ten the bucks. I don't. I, I think it was cheaper. Oh. Um, but I got like the deluxe one. It might have come with Mario 3D World or no, no. I got the one with uh, New Super Mario Brothers and not Nintendo Land. Oh, okay. And but anyway, I mean, I have a couple of those games, and you know, I, the reason I want I wanted to get Mario Party is not because I thought it was going to be a fantastic game. Because the, the Mario Party games kind of suck. Do they? I think by their very nature, they're kind of dumb. I would think they're simple and maybe shallow, <laughs> but maybe not bad. Like, all right, so it's just a bunch of mini games, right? Basically, yeah, but, 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 it's but a, it works like off a, of like a board and it's like yeah. a best of kind of situation. Right, but like the outcome's more or less arbitrary. I don't think so. Well, as much as any board game with the dice rolling and whatnot. Right, because you can have dice rolls that end up putting on some kind of special square that like lets you just like trade stars or coins with people and it's like... Maybe. Uh, what I understand from these games, and I, have, I've pl I haven't played many of the Mario Parties, but I played a bit of 10. No, I haven't played 10. have not played 10 at all yet, actually. I played a bit of whatever one was on the Wii once, and uh, Mario Party 9, I guess. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I, what I gleaned from it is it's not necessarily a dice roll about who wins, it's, but it's not... Hey, I'm really good at this mini game. I'm going to win. It's more like the other players can choose who's not going to win. That's yeah. definitely true. Yeah, so it's like it's like I don't know how to win, but I know how to make Jesse not win, and that's kind of how the game goes. So there is a strategy to it. Okay, so it's just a game about digging people over. Sometimes, I, I think some of them are. <laughs> I think some of the mini games have you like team up, uh -huh. or it's you vert. I think ten is going to be different because it's you vert. Like the players, or four players versus the the, the gamepad holder. Uh -huh. So people use like the Wiimote and their 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 team, and then it's versus the the guy who has the the the, the gamepad the gamepad uh, who plays Bowser. And so it kind of becomes who who's the the goat of the group who who do they want to have be the bad guy? And uh, but anyway, all that to say is like I like those games not necessarily because they're on their own fun because i think single player mario party is going to be like the worst experience ever it's got to be the saddest game yeah <laughs> but i think it's i think it's about literally it's like who you're playing it with because i think like it's sort of like uh smash brothers uh -huh. for me smash brothers is not an intrinsically interesting game but if you play it with people you know you get the smack talk you get the interactions and i uh -huh. think a lot of the emergent experiences you're going to get uh, like you know the control like people getting frustrated and throwing the controller is much more entertaining than possibly the game itself is but the game facilitates that mm. you're so. more interested in the metagame i'm interested in the metagame <laughs> smoke on design that's kind of like what all of those do like mario kart's the same way right yeah yeah i think mario kart's only because i even like multiplayer mario kart like like networked multiplayer because I, I picked up mario kart 8 i want to call it the one on the wii u pretty game lots of fun mechanics not all that fun with even two players even if you're playing networked, it's not that it's not right. that fun. But if you have like a whole bunch of people, it becomes fun. Yeah. 
That's what I always liked about games like Gauntlet, or mm-hmm. in this case. But I always prefer co-op games. Co-op yeah. games to competitive games, even in board games, I prefer co-op games. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, it's like you you put you put four people in a room or however many people can play on one console for a given game. When it gets when it's player versus player, okay. Like I think Goldeneye for the for the sixty four, like that's a good example of a good competitive game because the controls were just wonky enough that it was fun even when you were losing, especially when you're doing the slappers fight. Yeah. Everyone's going around like neck chopping everyone else, but that's like as far as like just straight PvP things go, that's like the only all people everyone in this is in the same room experience kind of console game that I think really did it right. The rest of it, is, I think, is just best as co-op or or just you know who can be more ridiculous with the game. And that's where a lot of the real enjoyment for that comes from, I think. Well, there's, there's there's also a lot less hurt feelings and board flipping that happens in uh, co-op games than there is in multi multiplayer. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah, kind of it kind of depends. Like if you get four player oh, new yeah. Super Mario Brothers, that uh, that can get that can end up that being can get real messy because you start popping people's bubbles. As yeah, and you've got, you've got like the one or two guys who are like. All right, let's actually get through the level. And the other guys who are like, I'm going to grab you and throw you into the lava. <laughs> the, that is pretty That's good, kind though. of like what happened with us with uh, Golden Axe when we first got our first console was the Sega Genesis. We had the Golden Axe game. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that game had friendly fire in it, too. Mm-hmm. And it ended up with us just getting into a fight with each other. And whoever won the duel got to play, continue playing the rest of the game. Yeah, it would be a lot of like... Like finding the giant lizard that breathes fire and like breathing fire on the other person, mm-hmm. or suck or, it, suck this fire, or like we, <laughs> or like not not allowing the the game to scroll once a cliff's on screen and just throwing the other person off the cliff. Over the oh jeez! See, that's yeah. that's the thing though. It's like I think friendly fire in a co-op situation is good to have because it one from a. And from, an, you know, from a, a game design perspective, it requires your team to work together. And two, it lets someone be a dick when they want to be. Now, I, I, and that, and that's the thing that bothers me. Is like, you know, they, I know why they don't do it. Because they don't want trolls to ruin the game for everyone else. But it, it remo- removing the, the, the opportunity to even be a troll is... Well, it it kind of limits I, the game. I, but, can see, I can see getting rid of it in something like... Uh, like a Diablo game where people are playing online and everybody that plays that game is a dick. Yeah. But like, but game, be, like, like even then, trolls will be trolls. They'll and, find and, a way. And, yeah, they'll find nature finds a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, that game also allows PvP, again. so there's a little bit of default trolling in that game. Huh? There's there's also you know if you're doing an open game there's PvP so there you can troll by default. Mm. Uh, not not so much in Diablo three. Yeah, you have to go to special arena to do PvP there. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go volunteer for that. Ugh. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> when you when you manage it so tightly, it becomes. It, 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 I th- I think the thing is is like what I want to do is like they're like ten percent of the time. Okay, ninety percent of the time I want to be a good guy. I want to I want to play with my friends, do it right, and all that. But that ten percent of the time is like, oh, oh, you get a nice pickup there. You got you know, a legendary drop for you using Diablo here. It's like, and nothing drop for me. Guess what? Ah, ganked. I have your ear now. 
and you know that's that's I think that's part of the like the the interaction between you know, like say if you have like a group of friends you like you're gonna do you're gonna throw digs at each other mm-hmm. and I think the same thing should be allowed in games but I think games a lot of games nowadays have gotten so handholdy that you're not allowed to be a dick to your friends well, which I think is part of being friends sometimes I, so I think actually the Diablo series is a perfect example of this because Diablo one did have friendly fire uh-huh. and then Diablo two. You had to turn on PvP mode, and everybody knew that you were being a dick, and they knew your name, and you could immediately quit and not have to deal with them right. if that was what you wanted and to do. And that's fair. That's a good way to do it. If and someone's going to be hostile to you, you at least know. And then the and then take that to the next version, where now you have to go into this voluntary please kill me room, which is just with no guy. rewards. I don't think that <laughs> you mean it sound like a suicide booth. That's basically what it is. I mean, eventually you're going to die when you're in there. It's true. So. But yeah, I mean that, that's a really good point because I'm not even sure that Blizzard put rewards for doing the arena. I think it's just there to satisfy people who said I really want PVP. Yeah, but they, they, they can actually, check off that mark that they have. Yeah, PvP. it's just a feature checkbox to them, and that, so that, it's some kind of just ham-fisted consolation. Yeah, but even World of Warcraft, I mean, like, they... PvP's an integral part of that game, and they have, like, the whole arena seasons and everything that you have to play so often and form your static teams and go up against, you know, whoever when you're going... when you're playing the arena, and that that's... You know, they, they built the whole reward system around I don't think... Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Diablo 3 encourages PvP, like, at all. because Probably because they know how horribly imbalanced the classes are, but... yeah. That just made me think of Destiny. Like, Destiny had that whole, like, PvP. It was basically just, like, deathmatch multiplayer kind of system mm-hmm. that they that they implemented. And you could just take all of your, like, regular regular gear stuff in there. But you also, like, by playing that, mm-hmm. you would get rewarded for each match so that you... Well, you had the opportunity to get rewards for every match that you participated in. Hmm. That was in PvP. Yeah. I liked, uh, I li- I liked the... Uh, PvP in Demon Souls, where you entered somebody else's world, hunted them down, and killed them, and that made you get your body back. And as soon as you played in another world, someone would enter your world and come kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like being John Malkovich; everyone just wants to steal the body. It was basically what happened. It was just a body body swap program. <laughs> I hated that so much. Because that obviously so stupid but fun. Like obviously the the first time I beat a boss in Demon Souls, like I'm, I beat it and it's just like, oh, you're a human again. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've got all my health now. Five seconds you're, later, you're invaded. <laughs> what? I'm invaded. This guy <laughs> finds me and he's just like stands next to me and I'm like, hey, hey, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on? And then he stabs me because he's like. A million levels higher than I am, or something. <laughs> Instantly die. Yeah, I'm like, well, all right. So now I now I just die again. It's like in a game where I'm like, and that just made all the dumb zombies and stuff respawn in that whole level. Ah. So, no oh god, so, I hate so those games that's, so much. See, that's bad because the strategy becomes disable Wi-Fi. Yeah, like I just didn't sign into PSN at that point. So that 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 and I think it's is like a well on, on the designers. Part. Well, here's a feature that they're like, all right, people are gonna just gonna like, like, be a dick and like, make this game even less enjoyable for you. So 
and so I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to not do that. Let's just not yeah. have that happen. Now I'm just gonna <laughs> lose course, features on my console. Of course, I only played that like off of off of the internet for like a couple more hours before I was like, you know, this game's just kind of dumb and it's <laughs> and it's really boring. So. Yeah, so yeah, Bloodborne I, came out. I love that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bloodborne came out, which uh, I'm. I, I watched some gameplay mm-hmm. and I've heard some people talk about it, and they're like, "Yep, it's another Souls game." And I'm like, "How? All right, we're in an we're in a time where there is there's a ton of sequels, right?" Almost every game's got a we sequel. We just talked about a 15. Yeah, we yeah. just talked about a 15, right? I, ne- I never thought it would get that far. So, <laughs> so, so we're, we're in an age where every game has a sequel, just about. Yeah. And, and, and people, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what is the, uh, the deciding factor for people, because, 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 all right, from software makes the same game four times more or less, right? Mm-hmm. Like even even they made Demon Souls, they made Dark Souls, they made Dark Souls Two, yeah, they made Bloodborne. Each one of those, like looking at somebody play it, I'm like, that's basically the same game. You've just made the same game again. Well, yeah. Bloodborne's just kind of a palette swap mm-hmm. where they like made the graphics look better because it's on the PS4, and, and they changed the, they changed the names of everything to be blood something instead of soul something. Sure, right? And so I'm like, why do you get a why do you get a pass? You just made this like it. What feels to me really cheap knockoff of the last game you made, mm-hmm. and and yet when another company that uh, hasn't made like such an internet darling of a game. Like makes a sequel that it that changes some of the mechanics, but is still very similar to the last game they made. Mm-hmm. People jump on it and they're like, "This is just DLC. Why isn't this? Why isn't this just just like an add-on pack for the last game? Oh, this should be twenty bucks because it's just the same game again." Well, I I, I don't want to sound like a cynic, but I think I think you just outlined the catch twenty-two because if if someone makes okay, so people enjoy the Souls games and. Some people enjoy Final Fantasy games. Some people enjoy Bioshock. Some people enjoy these other things. And you can't win in that situation. If you're going to do a sequel, you are screwed no matter what you do, I think. Because if you release a game that is significantly different, people are like, well, this isn't even a Final Fantasy game. What the hell is this? There's no command menu. Yeah, right. they're going to get There's a There's no active back. time battles. But if you release a game that's... You know, maybe some tweaked names, tw- one extra system or something like that. You're going to get just as many people, possibly more vocal people, saying, this is just DLC. I mean, you can't win. Uh, someone no, someone I, will hate your game. I it agree. Be like, I, I agree. I think uh, I think making a sequel is is a rough spot to be in. And I, and I think you're, you're kind of in a... I think you're right that you're in sort of a no-win situation of... Of you're going to please some people, mm-hmm. but you can't please everybody who enjoyed your last game right. because there there will be the people who wanted it to just be the last game again, and then there's going to be people who wanted it to be like wanted you to quote unquote fix all of the things that they didn't like about the last game, mm-hmm. but also make it like better somehow. Well, I mean, like so there's you know I just realized we talked about Batman earlier. With, with the Riddler and all that. Oh, yeah. It happens. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. 
I, I, I wasn't even trying. I seriously wasn't. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we never are. Actually, I think you mentioned the Riddler, but... Uh, I think Whittler. I accidentally said Riddler. That's yeah, what it was. that's what it is. And then that's whenever okay. I was trying to say Whittler, yeah. there you go. Okay. And that's what did it. And William William pounced on it. Uh, sorry, I only just now realized that we did the Batman thing. I was I wasn't expecting to do it while I was here, but it's true. It's, it's it will do just it. happen. Yeah, it's okay. Um, anyway, um, sorry. Going back to what I was going to talk about. You know, I think there's even there's even someone out there, some angry neckbeard, that says like, I can't believe Mega Man Two got rid of the point system. And you know, even I have no idea what that means. I've never played. Oh, okay. So Mega Man One had six enemies, Uh and you know, six robot masters, and then Mega Man Two had eight, and so Mega Man One had a point system that meant nothing basically. It's like like Sonic, the kind of yeah. yeah, It was just a score. Well, even Mario, you know, they have scores that don't mean anything. There's a like a holdover from arcades. Yeah, it's just a holdover from arcades, (laughs) and you know, some people still try to do it. Mega Man Two is you know. Generally speaking, uh, regarded as one of the best sequels of all time, as far as you know, in, in marked improvement over the previous game. You can, you know, I'm not gonna argue whether so, it's the best game ever, but just like Super Mario, just as sequels go, as being really good as a sequel. Don't look at me like that. Super Mario Two is not a, a real sequel to Mario, though. Um, but uh, because it was Doki Doki Panic it's or something. It's my favorite NES Mario. <laughs> but anyway, my point is that. Mega Man 2 is widely, you know, revered as the best sequel as a, you know, as compared to its previous game. Someone is out there bitching about it right now, I bet. <laughs> saying, Mega Man 2, you know, did something different. Mm. And you can't make everyone happy. I don't think you can. And I think that's <laughs> folly to even try. I, I guess, I guess my, my, my quarrel with this is, is that... Me, me, it's just the multitude, like the internet multitude that, mm-hmm. like like where they decide to like lay their allegiance with things. And it's like, for some reason from software, even though they've made the same game and everyone will agree that it's more or less the same game mm-hmm. each time they've made it. And it, with like a subtle differences the like everything about it is basically the same. And they just kind of, kind of change the atmosphere or something. Mm-hmm. They, they get, they just get, they, they get a, they get a free ride on, on like the hate train. And whereas other games that will do the same thing and I think make more significant changes to their game, but mm-hmm. still release a sequel. Bioshock Infinite comes to mind. Yeah, they'll it'll they'll just they'll get Internet dumped on mm-hmm. by by the masses. And then and then even though it, even though I, I like completely disagree with their opinion, like that becomes the, the mass statement. Of, of so I, I watched a few video reviews of Bloodborne because I was interested. It's like, what is this game? I heard it's like a Souls game. I didn't realize until I watched the reviews that it was a Souls game. Yeah. And watching the reviews, even like, you know, journalists, game journalists, no one was saying like, it's a Souls game, like a negative thing. Like they, well, everyone was putting a positive spin on it. It's, like, it's the same thing, same mechanics and all that. So here's here's the thing. And maybe this is why it's okay and people like it. Because if you like if you like Demon Souls and Dark Souls and all that stuff, I think an accepted part of that game was repetition of going back through the same areas over and over again and continuing and like doing things, right? And so I think oh, you I just see. kind of understand like, oh I this see. this game like if you like that kind of repetition repetition and going back and replaying stuff 
then the sequel is basically just giving you more content mm. to go back it. through and reap. That, so, so, all right. So that, looking at it like that, that makes a lot of sense because then you're dealing with a people who are of the mentality that replaying the same boring bullshit is the best thing that they can do right now. Not what you really think. So, so whenever they get more of that, they're like, oh, a thing that I haven't learned all, the thing that I haven't memorized like just had terrible, awful rote memorization you don't trial have, like, and error you don't fatigue. Have random from. sleep dreams about it. Like somebody, like, somebody who was oh, I've got at the game is is very upset. I've got a, I've got yeah. a new just like arbitrary obtuse rule set that that is like totally obscured by everything the the game throws at you and it requires other people to do trial and error research to post a wiki so that I can know what the hell the game is doing. Are you talking about this? Are you talking about Bloodborne or Final Fantasy XI? <laughs> like, oh, okay. I get more of that now. Thanks. I'm going to go cut myself. So, so what you're saying? This is all I have to say to you about this. Get better, noob. What, what is it, League of Legends now? Yeah, what is no, wrong seriously, with like, Why are you such a toxic fan base? <laughs> so all I have to say what you're saying is like if basically because Bloodborne is a it's a game that really emphasizes grinding to a certain extent. And that 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 uh that sort of I guess you call it Zen kinesis or, or you know, that when you well, when you enjoy that certain death, activity Death is a mechanic and if you can't accept that as part of the game. Well, I'm not even talking about the death. I'm talking but, about like because you, you you go through and you you repeat dungeons. You do a lot of the things right. over and over again because you enjoy the 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 the, act, well, the activity of doing it. It's the. It's Why the, would you want to change that activity? Yeah, you have to, to run sequel. through the same area like a million times, regardless of how many times you die. Yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer is death as a teaching mechanic. Because you have to but, grind souls and you have to grind materials. I mean, like Super Meat Boy is fun, and you die. More than you play yeah. the game. More than, I think you spend I'm, more time I'm, dead than you do actually playing the game in Super Meat Boy. I'm totally fine with death as a mechanic. Like I just said, I love Helldivers. You're going to die in that <laughs> game. Your uh -huh. friends are going to kill you. And it's Possibly just, intentional. So, yeah, you're going to lose. I guess the thing is, I never... It, to me, to me, when I played Demon's Souls, it never felt like I was grinding. I didn't feel like I went and did this area over and over again just to do it. Well, I mean, what I'm getting at is the catharsis of The it, whole thing just replay it. felt like you were doing it just to do it. Well, because there was no so point there's, there's another game like this that I think doesn't change significantly, uh, aside from the story. Like, the names and faces have changed, but the game, the story is the same, uh, is uh, Disgaea. Uh, Disgaea is all about the grind. In fact, they go, to the, they go so far as they have the item world and it has a randomly generated level that sometimes doesn't work but you can beat it and they keep making the games and they keep selling i think relatively well but they're mostly the same and the only thing they got going for them and i'm probably getting some hate for this one they they have their yeah there's three guys who listen to this <laughs> um, they two, have their one of those three guys is list is here right now so uh oh <laughs> well i'm not listening anymore after that um, <laughs> i lost another one <laughs> You need like a bell whenever you lose a, whenever you lose a, a, a listener. But as we say, it's like the main thing this guy has going for it is it has a battle system that stays mostly the same between games. Like almost nothing changes. And you get some really good writing for the stories. And that's it. But it still does relatively well. And I think that's working. The same mechanic is in play for Dark Souls or Demon Souls or whatever you call it now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess, so uh, back to my original thing, it's like, I, I don't have a problem with a game doing the same thing again and mm -hmm. changing the flavor. Like, 
like I like all of the Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like several of the Assassin's Creed games. You know, like those are pretty much the same formula over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I find them enjoyable. Sure. I, the thing that I didn't under that I that I the thing that I find interesting is public reaction to getting the same thing pushed at them again mm-hmm. and having the having uh, it be like call a 60 dollar well, yeah call of duty call of duty basically I mean, you get a, a 60 map pack right madden yeah. well you know football never changes isn't, isn't uh madden still like one of the best-selling games every release they do i don't know about that anymore i i i, I want to say that gravy train might be drying up because I know that they, I know they have like their big you want releases. To, you want to say that, but you don't. You but just I, I don't, can't necessarily I don't know say for that. sure. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I know. I know that they're like when they do their major cadence releases, like it's like every three or four years or something. When they do like the massive graphics updates or mm. the new engine or whatever, it's not just replacing the heads. Yeah, but it's not. Heads. Well, it's not just updating rosters. You don't even do that. You just t- change the names on the. Yeah, back. we didn't have to do that. So you just change the numbers for like oh, their right. their stats. Yeah. And and then you know you introduce like you can load up your own photo using the connect. <laughs> Man, that stuff's great. Those are awesome. But you know I think that their their major cadence releases do pretty well. And yeah. but they, the, all that to say is like they they released like the 2015 version of a game. Well, yeah, I was gonna say here's the other thing to think about is that from like with the dark demon souls and stuff, from software basically created kind of their own genre, uh-huh. right? And so there's only four of that genre, and so you get really excited when a new one comes out if you like that. That's also of game. a good point. I mean, it's like how many game. I mean, how many games can say that they are in the what do you even call it? Is it the Souls genre? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean, there's games that have similar gameplay. Like if you get some of the Elder Scrolls games, they're kind of but not really similar. Like no, they get more. Similar. Dragon's Dogma is a little is closer. Yeah, but, but that gets a lot, lot more fun. <laughs> and, well, I think also like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is a good example. I mean, they they tell a story, and the core gameplay stays very much the same. But as a sandbox game, people just enjoy them, yeah. right? And it's just like, how many more mini games can we throw into this version of the game? Yeah, and <laughs> and with Elder, Elder Scrolls is a really good example of some of, of beating the odds. I'll call it because Bethesda, I love their games, and yet. If I look at them empirically, if I just strip away the pretty, I really shouldn't be enjoying them as much as I am. Because, I mean, I, I enjoy the lore, I do, and I play them very much to pay attention to the story, because I think they have really good storytelling. But if you go from, like, let's let's start with the first 3D one. So, Morrowind. You had individual pauldrons, individual gloves, you had a really deep enchanting system. Suddenly you go from that to Oblivion, and entire suits of armor are one piece of equipment, and constant effect items are their armor. You get limited in what you can do with that. Go to Skyrim; they simplify it even further. Yeah, and yeah, I feel but like they made the magic so cool. Well, okay, so it became more playable, and because your magic are regenerated, but I don't really think they they made they, the magic suck. Magic was really fun to do. It was okay. So it was very fun to use. It was tactile, and it was way more exciting than just I whoosh my hand in the whooshing motion so, and a ball flies out. So, okay. That was still a third of the spells, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, so in Morrowind, the, the magic was really diverse. It wasn't combat-oriented as much as the other two were because 
Yeah, you had like mark and recall. You had like unlock spells. Well, the jump spell things. was awesome. The, oh, the, the the scrolls of Ikari and flight. Those or you great. could just make a straight up jump spell. Or you can make it, yeah, and you can fortify acrobatics and all that. Well, so in and then in Oblivion, they didn't they didn't enhance the system by making such that you get you know perks between schools as you get like hit like level 25, 15, 75, and all that. And but they they started removing the like the list of so, possible effects. So they yeah. got rid of the spellmaker, which totally sucked mm-hmm. in in Skyrim. But so here's the thing: they what they took away in uh, I guess customization of mm-hmm. the spellmaker that was in Oblivion and and Morrowind and stuff. They in I in my opinion they enhanced the magic system in the game in like the action feel of it it was for me way more satisfying to cast the limited number of spells that they had than any of the magic in the previous games were i I, found it to be zero difference and in fact i thought it was lamer because i couldn't change what the spells did i i'm actually i think i'm with jesse on this one i think that Morrowind, in comparison, is incredibly clunky, and by my modern sensibilities of what a, how a game should play, is, is I'm offended by by Morrowind in that way. I, I mean, I love the game, and it's one of the best games ever made. When I was playing it, when it was new, it was amazing. If they if they released the same thing with updated graphics and you know the new conversation systems, thank God for that. Uh, I don't think I would enjoy the game the same way, but I don't feel that Morrowind, and if it if it were to evolve and maintain that complexity, would look anything like Skyrim. And I, I feel like they've they've streamlined it, which is great, but they've also cut away a lot of things. I'm not I'm not saying taking away the spellmaker was good. I think that totally sucks, and I hate it. I'm saying. Well, they had the spellmaker in Skyrim, didn't they? No. No, all you can do is you buy. Can find, always, you can I'm find thinking spell. of the enchantments. I'm yeah. thinking of the enchanting system. No, you couldn't. You couldn't make any new spells. I'm all I'm saying in defense of these magic in Skyrim uh-huh. is that blasting guys with the fire that was coming out of your hand, shooting like a flamethrower, you could never do in any of the other games, uh-huh. and it was way cooler to see and do that when you did it. They added so they added one new kind of particle effect. And that made the whole difference for you? It wasn't just that. You could charge up spells and then release them, which was something different. Before, it was just point and click. You could cast glyphs on the ground and set up traps for players. There was a whole lot more action and strategy to how and when you use magic mm-hmm. that never existed before. And I... The strategy before was all in how you built your spells and not in how you applied them. It was, I think that they put more stress on execution yeah. than on... The strategy beforehand. So I think I think what I'm. What I guess I, I just. Miss, I guess I just never found those useful. But and then and like just the way that know. stuff. It was it was really cool. Like you could hold up a ward and shield yourself as you use the other hand to fire off bolts with at the enemy and try to defend and attack at the same time. It was really interesting, exciting use of magic which had never been done before, and that made it really cool and fun for me to do. And I, yes, it was disappointing that you couldn't change things or customize stuff, but it was still 
what they had available was was exciting to use. So for for my part, I actually I, I'm, I find myself agreeing with both of you for very different reasons. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the combat design in Skyrim worked really well for the game they were trying to make. The thing that I'm still utterly disappointed with is a lot of the more arcane or the less combat oriented spells. Yeah. Are every release disappearing i mean like you know mark and recall i mean yeah before they had fast travel so that that they did replace it with something technically better what was fun about it though in morrowind was because because the game was like you had to go find a silt strider and then you know basically you had to find your hub to get around and then it then you use mark and recall as a mage to get that cool effect of like i can come right back here after i do my long trek yes they replaced that with fast travel and oblivion and skyrim but you know, things like the unlocking spells or the locking spells, which are also fun because you, you know, it'd be really cool in a new Elder Scrolls game because they have, you know, have that, they're getting better and better with their AI <clears throat> or at least their scheduling systems. And so it's like, hey, I'm going to put this thing in this guy's chest or I know this guy sleeps with his armor in his chest. I'm going to go lock this thing. And that, that introduces, you know, different ways to, of, of playing the game. And what you're describing, William extremely is 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 so on the end of combat right and you know that's that's one way to play the game but i feel like there's this entire like arcane or mystical side or you know sometimes you know different ways of playing the game that they're letting atrophy because even like in skyrim the the thieves quests and the uh the assassins guild those things they they turned into go hit this button and then you'll assassinate someone Rather than building out the what what could be a really cool as, way of assassinating people, and I'm not you know, I, I guess there there are games you know we can find assassin people play Assassin's Creed, but yeah, it's, you know in, in in Skyrim one of the most memorable ones is like you get into this guy's walls and you navigate because he's sitting in his chair and you have to wait for him for the audio for him sitting down to end and then you hit a button you loosen the and, bolt or whatever yeah you loosen yeah. the bolt and a moose head falls on him, but you don't even get to see that. And that becomes just a button press. It's like it's just a very, very nicely dressed button press game. Yeah, I'm again. I, I'm trying to defend one like how they enhanced the magic, mm -hmm. but and I do. I think a lot of the changes, frankly, the level I would blame on the level design of the more the modern Elder Scrolls games because they like they redesigned the dungeons in. Uh, oblivion and up to where you basically do a loop right like as soon as you completed the goal for that dungeon you'd be right back at the exit again yeah. but it was an exit that like if you'd had flight levitation or a jump spell mm -hmm. or something or recall you could have maybe immediately just gotten to the end and completed a dungeon and so well, there's a lot is, of those in skyrim where they just made it uh, you'd like find some kind of lever and open a rock wall, then that led you right that back to the entrance, and it's like so. Even if you had the jump, it's like well, you still have the rock wall, yeah. right? I yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, if you had an open spell, it technically worked. My oh, personal yeah. favorite thing they did in Skyrim was it's like, hey, you're done with this dungeon. Hey, here's the exit, and you're coming out of a hole in the side of the mountain that had you actually explored more, you <laughs> might have eventually found. Yeah, I. I mean, I would honestly like like to see them just stop doing that shit yeah in their level design and why not just give you a spell or a potion or an item that's kind of like the uh pharaoh's wind kind of zelda thing that just takes you back to the entrance to the dungeon mark and recall thing mark yeah mark well and yeah recall. i mean that would let you use that stuff but then like 
for people who want to play the non-caster role, just give you an item that so lets you do that. I think what they're trying to do with that is they're trying <clears throat> to do two things. They're trying to make it so that there is not a quote-unquote wrong way to play the game, which if you're not a mage, you you wouldn't have these abilities. But they're also, one of the things that I got a little frustrated with in Skyrim in particular was, you know, yeah, there's a few offshoot rooms, but for the most part, the dungeons are really linear. And because you're going there and there's one attraction that, and there's not really a lot of story to them. One of the things I loved in Morrowind was, yeah, there were some caves that didn't have a whole lot going on and they had like bandits or something and then that's it. Uh, but, you know, when you're going through, there's a lot of pulp narrative going on. It's like when you first land in the uh, Sedanine or whatever the first town's name is in Morrowind, if you just wander around a little bit, you'll find like the closest, the closest cave and you find slave traders. And that gives you story. The only thing you get in like Oblivion and Skyrim is you might find some necromancers, and that that gives you no context. You don't you don't know anything. In fact, if you if you don't pay attention to the lore, you don't even know necromancy is illegal in the game. Yeah. But you find slaves, and you start freeing slaves in Morrowind, or killing them, or killing them, whichever one you want to do. But that helps you define one what kind of character you are, and two tells you more about the world because you start noticing very early on that you know almost all the slaves are Argonians or Khajiit. Yeah, and the, uh, I guess for me, like, I'm, I'm used to, I, I started playing Daggerfall, which was, like, you know, 99% procedurally generated yeah. stuff. And you could go down <laughs> yeah. to a dungeon to go find this one bear that you had to kill, and you're running around through, like, miles of tunnels, mm-hmm. and they go wherever the hell, and sometimes they loop around, and you explore this massive, ridiculous space, and then finally found that bear that was inside of a box or something. <laughs> yeah, because damn box bears. <laughs> because well, because they spawned him in a bad position. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had one. I had a guy find an ingredient because it was for a one of the one of the temples or whatever. And they're like, "We need this ingredient for a potion." And I'm like, "Sure, okay, I'll go get to this to get that ingredient." And it spawned underneath a casket. That was immovable, <laughs> and the only way I found it was because I like no clipped around and was like, "Oh, there it is." Yeah, yeah. Got it. Was, there was some bugs. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> but yeah, I I, th- I think Morrowind is where you really start saying Elder Scrolls got really good, though. Yeah, but but Daggerfall, you had this crazy massive space that you just went that you you know get to go explore, and if you you could just that was the game where you could just run off in a random direction and spend. A thousand hours just yeah, exploring dungeons get, and never accomplishing anything. You could also get banished from a town, couldn't you? <sighs> I don't know. I thought you could. No, I don't no. think so. Because you, you could go find a new procedure-generated town. Because I uh, I went into the first town that you find, and I started just killing guards. Oh, huh. And just <laughs> running like running backwards and slashing at guards and murdering yeah. every guard. And they would keep spawning in more guards. Mm-hmm. So I'd keep killing guards. Uh, yeah, and then I'd like like run until they stop chasing me and then come back. Hmm. And uh, I thought you could. Oh, they were no, I must be no, thinking of a different game. That's how I found out about the Dark Brotherhood the first time. Mm. Yeah, because you had by murdering guards. Town. I murdered a whole town full of guards, uh, or a town's worth of guards. Oh no, not Guard City. Yeah, and uh, think of the people <laughs> from Guardia. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then I got a, I got a, a note handed to me that was like, "Hey, you're kind, you're kind of crazy." <laughs> It was really just a referral we, to a psychiatrist. We didn't, we didn't sanction that whole city's worth of murder. <laughs> <clears throat> what, what, what are you doing here, guy? Just, <laughs> we, no one kills anyone in our town without us killing them first. Yeah, yeah. But 
I don't know. I, I guess part of it is, I think, and I guess it's just kind of what you think an Elder Scrolls game is. And for some of us who are more like design oriented, it's a grognar, let me tweak numbers and get this cool effect and be excited about like the fact that I can put 110% chameleon on a suit and walk around invisible. And for other people, it's a fun action game. And I think you're just upset that they have started to appeal more to the fun action game people than the fun Grognar game. Yes, because I feel like that's just a different game. Like, yeah. it's like, why don't yeah, you just call a... it a different game now? Yeah. I mean, right, but that's because that's what you think the game is. and Because that's what the game... All right. Well, historically... And I, I, okay, and I, I guess... Acknowledge if... that that's what you think the game is, and there are clearly... Put at least two possible schools of thought on I, what the okay, game so is. Okay, so this... There's a is, third this school. Is, this, no, but this is... Now that you say that, I'm going to loop that back around into our Final Fantasy game, uh, like talk. Because... Because... Just as much as I think that those Elder Scrolls games are worse off for removing things like stats and letting you tweak numbers, and letting you do things like spellcrafting. I think the same people who liked... Like, this this just, like... That just, like, cleared my perspective for the people who look at Final Fantasy and say, that's a turn-based JRPG. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy means turn-based JRPG. Mm-hmm. And when they make it an action game... They're like, taking that away. They're, that it, is, it is now, like... It's... that Now that's a different game. Call right. that a different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, Final Fantasy was a game that had an interesting world and story to explore, and that was why Thirteen was not a game for me. You know, when I, when I was younger, I refer—I mean, I referred to Final Fantasy as just an interactive novel, and I just said that in a good way because I actually love the stories in those kind of things. Um, but I, I, you know, I, you can you can boil it down to subjectivity if you want to. I, yeah, I mean, but, but I do think that. When you're making a sequel to a game, it is, it is reasonable to, to hope, at least, that they're going to take all the aspects, not, not necessarily in the same form, but all the aspects of the previous game that, you know, that they went to the trouble of building in and are going to bring as much of it as they can to the next one. And I think that is my primary argument against it. Not necessarily that they're making it more combat-focused, because... I love Skyrim. I have more than 100 hours in it. Uh, I played the crap out of it. But sequel to sequel, you're seeing more and more of those features cut. It's, it's one of those things that's like, uh, you know, uh, they, they came from my constant effect and no one said anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was wow. sitting on that one for a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> yes. And when they came for my guars, where was I? <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I guess for for me, the the thing that I liked, the my my Grognar numbers tweaking nerd thing about Elder Scrolls was that there was always some tool that you could use to make custom stuff that totally broke the game. Mm-hmm. And they have never failed to deliver on that for me right, when I play. Right. They have they have seriously patched it though in Skyrim. Like there was some stuff that you could do to totally wreck crafting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean that making. that was the thing. Like they they like 
in Daggerfall, you know, spell making and enchanting and all of it was off the charts nuts. Yeah. And then when it, they did Morrowind, Spellmaker was off the charts. Enchanting nuts. was also nuts. And but enchanting. Also alchemy. Yeah. Yes. Basically everything it was broken. Really well, the, the thing was that like you could get that in such a feedback loop of like, mm-hmm. this buffs this, buffs this, and like while I have all these things going, I'm making just, I'm making myself more and more insane yeah. as I like work this yes. loop. Yes, we we yes we made a strength potion that made you so strong that you could go kill the immune uh, immortal god character. Like Dagoth Ur, you, you walk yeah, up and you, you make yourself him. so strong that you any weapon you wield breaks in one hit. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why you punch Dagoth Ur in the mouth and you just kill him in one hit. Well, yeah. Of, with, a, with your fist. Yeah. With the fists. No, this was when he was supposed to be invincible. Yeah. Like, before yeah. he was yeah. supposed yeah. to yeah. stab Because you heart. could you could overflow the integer or whatever. Yeah. Um, my my point is though, I mean, you know, all jokes aside, is I'm all for streamlining the game. I'm all. I mean, I don't care necessarily that it's you know they're focusing on one like on like they're not that they're focusing on combat for Skyrim, because um, honestly, they kind of theme the game to whatever area you're in, and Nords are more combat oriented. Right. Even Morrowind was kind of more mystical, so it, it makes it, sense. It, that the game even though that it's like this game, I felt like. So, they okay. do. Let me, let me finish. Yeah, but yeah. I think they do an excellent job of tailoring the systems that are in the game, not just to a sequel by here's the evolution of it, or you know the region that they're in. But they do a really good job of that. I think my argument or my the issue that I have is that streamlining is different from simplification, and mm-hmm. I think they're oversimplifying the game and focusing possibly too much on one aspect at a time. I mean. Like if they if they were to release uh, let's say Somerset or whatever the next one's going to be, uh, they're you know they could go too far in the end of Magic and then combat could suffer for it like like melee could suffer. Uh, I think what I really want to see in the next Elder Scrolls game is a much more well rounded experience where I, there are truly different ways of playing the game rather than saying uh, you know Magic has now you now regenerating Magicka so now it's the basically the same thing as shooting an arrow. As as it is to, right? Uh, except that you can't make a bow that does twenty five thousand damage and kills a dragon in one shot. In Skyrim, yes, uh, yeah, you can. Oh, that's what you you, you, you can't, can't make, make spells a spell. anymore. Yeah. You can't make a spell that does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your yeah. spells just get just get lame ass the higher level you get. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a problem. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's that that's my real point is I, I I want a more well I want I want the next one to be more well-rounded rather than than putting all their points in one that one basket what i would think what i think would be really interesting as a change of pace because i don't think any of them have done this Mm. yet allow a no combat option yeah yeah like can (laughs) i can i can i make a character whose primary skills are if there are skills are Speechcraft mm-hmm. and mercantile, <laughs> and can I sweet talk my way through this game? <laughs> can that I just be? Amazing. Can I just be the most charming man ever? So and just gonna maybe, talk the end boss into killing, ending his own life. It's uh, really not worth it, dude. You should just like that. Like happened. some there is a game that does that, but it's not an Elder Scrolls game. That's no, what I'm no, saying. No, but it is a Bethesda game. Oh, yeah, Fallout. Uh really? You yeah, can, you can. You can. Uh, you can basically sweet talk and sneak your way around and get everything done. Like, because uh, I forget the president's name in Fallout Three, but when you meet him, 
because he, he's he's voiced by uh, the guy from uh, Clockwork Orange, Malcolm Ian McDowell, Ma- Malcolm McDowell, Mal- Malcolm McDowell. You you meet him. You meet the ro- you meet the computer. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, game is old. Uh, you can actually, if you have a high enough intelligence and enough speech craft, you can convince him that he's no longer sentient. And he's basically, and you could basically just finish the game that way because you can change the entire, basically the whole the way the whole game works from that point on, and you can talk other people into doing all of the final boss stuff for you. I love Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like that's the one, like the Fallout and uh, especially New Vegas when they had Obsidian writing yeah. for it. Like, depending on like your intelligence and stuff. If you make yourself really just dumb as a rock, mm-hmm. like your speech shows. <laughs> and if you make yourself really smart, then you start having the like speech options. Like mm-hmm. that would be a great addition to Skyrim. I was wondering what Skyrim, I wanted to do. But the a little bit where you could like if you, I think so. Like if you had certain skills in alchemy and stuff, you could say things that you couldn't before. Like somebody yeah. somebody tasks you to go make a potion. You'd be like hey, you fucker, that's gonna be po- that's gonna poison them because I know alchemy. And yeah. that kind of stuff. I know they had to add a little bit, so maybe just expand on that some more. They like definitely yeah, they do that a lot of. Basically, they took a lot of the best parts of Fallout and merged it with Skyrim. Yeah, that would be amazing. They already, I mean, they already ripped off the perk system. Yeah, not they. I don't think they did it as well. No, but, no, because they had that point tree. Yeah, yeah. I think the perk well, stuff in Fallout. But if they just straight up pulled that, then I don't think that would be. People, someone Great. would complain about someone the would be like they just ripped out Fallout <laughs> this should just be Fallout DLC in medieval times <laughs> <laughs> Fallout medieval version yeah <laughs> medieval fun time world the game uh-huh. um, yeah yeah I think I think we well yeah we came full circle on that one that no, being I able to put landmines land into people's pants that would, if they can reverse, bring back, if they can bring back reverse pickpocketing, that was well, my that. favorite thing. Well, they sort did, of did that. Did they do that? Well, not you. You could put things on people and <laughs> <laughs> kick me signs. Yeah, I mean, like you can you could reverse pickpocket items onto characters, but yeah. you could also so like in Oblivion, you could get like a poisoned apple. Well, I uh, know Oblivion had some really great stuff. Yeah, yeah Oblivion, you, you that could, one you, you would make a hat that burned people that cost that weighed zero, and you could put it on them. And, and then when it. they would wear the hat, they would just set themselves they'd on wear fire. It. Yeah, and, uh, and but you had to make it high enough quality that they would want to wear it. Yeah, it has to, it has to be it has to be more expensive than anything they own. <laughs> but in uh, Skyrim, uh, I guess it's not reverse pickpocketing, but you could find like the Briar Hearts, and you could like yoink their heart, and yeah. they would instantly die. I did not. So if you uh, if you pickpocket them, they die. But there was also the like you could like inventory would stack in in more when in Oblivion, mm-hmm. and so you could have like a you could have like a stack of five thousand potatoes, and because you were super strong, you yeah. put that stack of five thousand potatoes onto somebody, mm-hmm. and then they can't move. Well, but you could only reverse pickpocket things that weighed zero. You couldn't you couldn't what really? you couldn't reverse pickpocket anything with weight. That's mm-hmm. why you had to find a weightless hat to put on someone to make it. In, Really? To enchant it with power. I don't remember that. Yes, I would, that's one hundred percent how it works. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that was why you could also carry around infinite poison apples. Well, it should be a mechanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So you should be able to talk your way out of any situation, and reverse pickpocket anything onto somebody. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah, that which would be even great better if it, you could like reverse pickpocket something that you stole from someone else, and then that guy kills him because he thinks he stole his oh, stuff. That would be hilarious. So, so, I was just thinking, like, if you could kill somebody, and then they know they got killed with that knife or something, then you put that on a somebody else, people and you're just for like, mm-hmm. Look, this guy, and then you use your speech craft, and you're like, this dude's a murderer. I don't know, man. I just met him. So, okay, are you listening, Bethesda? Yeah. Are you our listener still? Like our one listener <laughs> we, we tell them we love them enough already. Uh, I hope they're listening. Yeah. Um, so here's another, here's a freebie. So they already kind of do this in, uh, they actually done this a little bit in every Elder Scrolls game I've played, where you run into like highwaymen on like a bridge and be like, yeah, y'all not, y'all not your, your blood or something like that. Are they pirates? Yes. Okay. Well, they're near the land, land pirates. pirates. They're land pirates, yeah. Um, and you you can you can give them the gold, or you can say, ah, you don't want to be doing this. You really want to live a better life, or or you can just go die and stab them. Now you're um, a pirate. <laughs> well, I do play pirates in these games. Oh, okay. I was actually thinking more more back to that scene in uh, uh, Problem Child where no. they're showing no, none of us showing the guy who played Kramer. I forget his name now. The uh, the Rorschachs. He's like, what do you see? He's like, I see blood, and he stabs the guy. No, no. You guys, no, we never watched Problem. You've Child. never seen Problem Child? Why would we watch that? It was it had uh, Gilbert Godfrey in it. What? <laughs> You're not selling me on that. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, I'll, for another time. Um, <laughs> uh, what would be really cool if is if uh, you know they they did continue pushing the uh, the combat system, but then you know when you have these opportunities to talk your way out of a fight with a random guy. Maybe if you're like not if you're like not walking around with your sword out because they're always saying like oh people get upset if you have your sword drawn I've never noticed that it actually made a difference um, but if you're like walking around with your sword put away or you know, maybe if you're wearing like not armor you should have like a hail button or something like that so if like you walk up on a bandit camp you're like hey guys uh-huh. and and they go who's this asshole and you get a chance to talk your way out of it and then maybe you can like build up your you, know, you start your own faction of like bandits or something if you can sweet talk them. <laughs> I hope that they make it some kind of crazy first-person shooter parlay mode, and you have to, like, like shoot tongue bullets at various things in order it to, like... It becomes a quick time. Yeah, yeah, you have to shoot tongue bullets at words that appear on the screen in order to, to and, like, and if you formulate win, you a... Oh, God, they know that all your tongues. Typing of the dead, there where you, you had to, like, type stuff to, like... It, yeah, there you go. Get you have really to, text they're parser. coming at you. Like, like the highwaymen are coming at you, and you, you have type to type... Stop, like, don't shoot. Yeah. No, please. I'm your friend. I have sweet rolls. Oh, I put the E before the I. I'm dead. <laughs> exactly. I have sweet rolls. That's what they love, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't it's know. It's like, you know, who's this babe looking for sweet rolls or whatever it is they would say. I always see them just chasing wildlife all over the place, so I have no idea. What <laughs> they chase doing. deer and eat sweet rolls. That's, yeah. That's the life of a bandit in Skyrim. They just kill the deer. They don't eat them. They just, they just kill the deer. It's like, ah! <laughs> You're around. You're dead now. That's what you get for moving. Lars, I killed a deer again. It's all Lars, one crap once. Lars is unimpressed. <laughs> they just had that text. It's like, you walk around in the forest, you hear, like, oh, I killed a deer again. Text here is Lars is unimpressed. <laughs> take a page from Telltale Games. Oh, God. Lars will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've been going for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> I uh, thought we were done with that. Like, oh. They took my... They took my whatever. Yeah, uh, I was. I was. Yeah, kinda, I was ready to I end was on over that, it at that but, point. Well, let's edit it. I wasn't just over it, but I thought that was an amazing end. Maybe I'll just ch- cut that point and put it at the end. There you go. I don't know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my gift to you. <laughs> well, 
Uh, I think we should have Phil on more often. I th I think our conversations are better with a third. Well, party. yeah, because then it's not both of us either agreeing or just completely disagreeing. We get a tiebreaker every once in a while, which is kind of nice. It wasn't oh, really a tiebreaker. He was just kind of like a. He was just kind of like a. Yeah, yeah. You're right, but you're right as well. But for I like reasons. both you guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so unsurprisingly, I got zero emails from our, at our email address. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hope, hope maybe we'll fix that with some of the no angry, some of the lines we crossed tonight. No angry I'm Italians. sure Shia LaBeouf or whoever will send. Yeah, you Shia LaBeouf's gonna send us a. So it's gonna say I'm not famous anymore. Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever that guy was that made Juggalo that, is gonna that. send us a, an email asking to be on the show, thanking us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that excellent nickname. I will use it all the time. It becomes his new Twitter handle. Uh -huh. That's how you know you made it. Jogolo. <laughs> uh, Jogolo. Yeah. Jo jo yeah. All right. One of us needs to make at Jogolo on Twitter. <laughs> just, just, and just the one tweet is like, it's yours if you want it. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. yeah. That's how Twitter works. I think. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, all right. Well, I think that'll that'll do it. <laughs>